COVID is the... Um, she put the, rose petals in her bathtub and had the audacity to that, tell dude, people. I, yes. I've not seen this and my like my entire yeah. body I'm is cringing. like... Okay, I kind of want to just show you because it, it looks even worse than I'm describing it. <laughs> she still has 80s bush. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Cold Bow Podcast. This is Jake and I'm here with my cold bros. What's up, guys? Hey. Boy. I almost forgot the words to that intro. <laughs> it's been a while. It's, it's, it's been, been a while. It's, dude, it's been a long time. 2020 was a, it's been a long hell time. of a year. And I'm glad 2021 is going to be better. pristine. <laughs> oh, yeah. 2021 is so much better. We already had an insurrection in the Capitol. <laughs> and now we have a new president. Today, as my, a matter of fact. My son broke are, his wrist like day two into it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's a great year. Twenty twenty. I can. It's a good thing we're not a political podcast. Yeah, right. I, I can honestly say though, twenty twenty was without a doubt, unequivocally the worst year of my life. It was wild, and man. it's not like like that's quarantine stuff. It might aside. be Jake's best. It was. One, it was one of the better ones for me. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, like I mean, there's ups and downs. Like I got to be home with my kids a lot. The bads is that I got to be home with my kids. <laughs> <a lot>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually. I, I mean, I worked from home, so my job just sent everybody home with their computers and said work from home. So I didn't miss a paycheck. I didn't miss like. Mm-hmm. I basically didn't skip a beat. Yeah, I was very fortunate with, that way. With 2020. I mean, other people, including people in this room, had insane stuff happen that really kind of turned their lives upside down. But as far as me personally, at 2020, I mean, there was some stuff that was that was rough about like working from home. But I mean, I, I, I there's nothing really for me to complain too much about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever, Uh, (laughs) whatever, (laughs) but uh, we want to get, we kind of want to get right into, right into things. We're going to start 2021 the way we start every year with our annual cold bowl awards. Third uh, annual. This is the going to be the third annual Cold Bowl Awards. Which, so weird. Which, which is wild. Also I coincides. I know that our season three was really, really weird, but it also coincides yeah. with a season four, right? Mm-hmm. Episode like, one of season four. Episode one yeah. of season four. Yeah. Season last year we abbreviated, but here we are. Last year we did this after the Academy Awards like put out their lists and we just copied them. <laughs> so, but now we're not doing that. No, we're doing our own stuff. So uh, it's pretty cool, though. I, it's kind of insane to me to think that we've been at this for as long as we have. Um, so let's see how where we're we gonna start. Oh, first category is, um, and these these are official categories that you'll see almost on any award show. <laughs> the, the first category is the most cringy celeb PSA of 2020. <laughs> I, I think we can all really, really, like, really imagine who the actual winner of this is going to be. If you just, imagine. If, if you just, you know, I mean, there's, there's some runner-ups, but I mean, listen, <laughs> there's no heaven above us, <laughs> no hell below us. Okay. Uh, hey, hey uh, 
Troy, those be, be a gal and, and tell us what yours is. <laughs> be a gal. <laughs> Just, oh, just go out ahead. <laughs> I don't oh, get man. any of these jokes. You guys are on one. Um, uh, it's the Imagine PSA. Did you not see that one by Gal Gadot? Uh, I don't think Would I saw it. So, so it uh. was it was the beginning of the quarantine. Everybody was freaking out. Everybody was depressed. Everybody, and so she was like, so she got. Well, here we go. Here's the intro. So she got uh, a bunch of celebrities to sing Imagine from John Lennon. Um, and then like, mm-hmm. she like edited it, edited it together. And like, some of it was like really good. And then some of it just really sucked, but it really was just pandering. Oh, it was just it like, was... they're like, honestly, it was just like, you have all of these celebrities who make millions of dollars and they're totally fine telling everybody to be like, Hey, everything's fine. And literally like everybody else's it, lives it are just spurned, falling apart. It literally spurned the memes of like, Oh, celebrities saying we're all in the same boat together mm-hmm. in this pandemic. And then it shows the celebrities boat and the, in our boat and the celebrities boat is a $500 million yacht. And our boat is a, <laughs> is a rowboat. rowboat in the ocean. That's well, what I was going to well, say is like, I, this is a year that I started to just really just not Despise. care about celebrities. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. like, it, it, it flipped celebrity on its head. Their whole like, guys, look, we're quarantining too. We know what it's like. And it was like, oh, you're quarantining. Poor, in your... So so am I like, poor you. Yeah. You're quarantining like, in your 20,000 foot square. But, foot but even house. if you weren't like, why does that make you special? Like, Wait, look, I'm doing it too. Are you quarantining in your house in LA or your house in Paris? I, I'm not sure. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, then, right. I think For it was real. like SNL where that Pete Davidson's like, yeah, guys, just, just stay at home. You don't need to go to work. Just eat at home. And I was like, you're on a set right now with, yeah. with, you with idiot with uh they had at that time they had yeah. audience even mm-hmm. it's like there's people clapping it's like yeah stay home <laughs> it, it's so, just so oh silly and it, it's just tone deaf is what it, it is it and is. it's and all of these the 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 cringe i mean the definition of a cringy celebrity psa from 2020 is that they're tone deaf yep and i think the the choice of song for gal godot's uh imagine like people are dying and like the first words of your song is imagine, imagine. there's no heaven i know right <laughs> that Jeez. was it's funny i watched i i there i watched i saw a clip seriously like two days ago uh a, a joe rogan clip mm-hmm. there was him and tom segura talking about it and joe was like joe rogan was saying that that's the most tone deaf thing like granny just died uh, choking on her own, uh, choking on her own lungs because she's in coronavirus, and then you come out, Gal Gadot, with the prettiest face that ever existed, singing "Imagine There's No Heaven." Yeah. Like how how in the world is that ever going to make anybody <laughs> because the feel song better? the song's about basically world peace, but at the same time you're also like people are dying and they're holding on to whatever people hope are they whatever hope they yeah children are crying, but like. Honestly, one of the better videos I saw came from, I think, Italy, who got hit really, really bad. And I think it was just some like some like person like playing a trumpet or something yeah. or some instrument outside um, on their balcony. Dude, and people were just the out there like on the sing- balcony singing yeah. with each other to each like- other because it's not contrived. Yeah, that, that, that was, was like isn't that now. Isn't that how Italy is every day? Just people, <laughs> people singing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, opening scene of Beauty and the Beast. But, uh, Italy. That's, that's Paris, though. <laughs> but Italy. I said, but Italy. But Italy. All right. right. Um, but but no, on vo- like, boats because they're in Venice. Like gondolas. <laughs> That's funny. Dumping uh, pasta out outside and people right. catching it with their mouth. So that's Imagine. All right. So okay. that, that was, was Jake that? and Troy's. That was me and Troy both. I, I honestly couldn't think of any other ones. <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was so hard to even get through. It was, no, yours is interesting because I still haven't seen it. Tone Madonna one? Yeah. yeah, I haven't so seen it. So mine was a Madonna one. It, she's in her bathtub. 
with like her legs pulled up and, and her legs a, pulled up how so you can't see her boobs <laughs> so you can't see her boobs her knees she's hugging her knees she wrapped oh, her okay <laughs> you said that and i was like so like like she's in birthing position like, <laughs> yeah she has the stirrups <laughs> i almost did a reese her the bottom of her feet are pointed at the ceiling she, she's <laughs> like, no, no she's like she's like hugging your knees um and there's like rose petals all in the in the bathtub and she's like giving this speech about how hard it is to be in quarantine and how how COVID is the um, she put the, rose petals in her bathtub and had the audacity that, to tell dude, people I, yes I've not seen this and my like my entire yeah, body I'm is cringing. like okay I kind of want to just show you because it it looks even worse than I'm describing it. <laughs> She still has 80s bush. Jeez. You don't even have to censor. Was she, was she touched for the very first time? <laughs> I, I don't know where it is. Madonna. What did I search oh, for? Oh, man. Cringy PSA. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't want on my search history Madonna in bathtub. <laughs> This is a work computer. <laughs> a work computer. Um, oh, and giving a speech about how hard any celebrity who wants to say how hard quarantine is makes me want to vomit. Well, and it's like it's like this really look that that's it. Do you have a photo shoot? Oh, jeez, get over yourself. Yeah, she had a photo shoot. I'm sure. Like it, it was, it was like this legit thing, and and she's talking about how Corona is like the the great. The great divider and it's, the, it's was that her the great equalizer the great equalizer that's oh okay yeah. I remember hearing about that yeah because it, she's it's, like it's really bad because she's like it kills whoever it, yeah it doesn't matter it does it doesn't it doesn't judge exactly oh so it's Thanos yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, no it's, essentially she was yeah that was it so it was what really you're saying bad. is Corona's not that bad after all <laughs> Corona's the good guy if Real was here he would say in Corona's mind he was a good person if you really well, if you really think about it the ends justify the means right <laughs> all, we, all we all we need is a uh, um, time machine and we can we can beat Corona oh my gosh <laughs> guys I've missed this I've missed this so much <laughs> alright um, that was bad okay Chris alright so I I feel like mine might be a little more touchy but mine was the um, what the heck was it called I forgot already. I take responsibility yes oh the I take responsibility the, the black and white one and and so I say I say it's out of touch and they're kind of missing the mark but so does the rest of the internet luckily but this happened right after, right, right before, like BLM marching and movements and everything. It was in response to George Floyd, mm-hmm. and it was like a black and white video. But it, really, all that it was was just like light-skinned actors and actresses. Like, um, what's the term where you are trying to show people how good of a person you what, are? Virtue, oh, signaling. virtue signaling, but but also asking for forgiveness for for something they've never done, like they're. They're putting the onus on other people yeah. to like, yeah, it's getting into a political sphere here, right? But, but they're essentially apologizing for being white and they're, they're overacting like crazy. And all the people could talk about is like the, the dude from breaking bad, Aaron, Aaron Paul, yeah. dude, that's the one that breaks your heart. They're like, like <laughs> that breaks your heart. Why oh, it breaks your heart this? that he's there. That yes. he, that he, Cause you're like, dude, why but you I, I just this? picture they're like action. And he like gets out of praying and he, <sighs> 
I take responsibility. <laughs> I know his Cut. voice. He's like, all right, let's get out of here. Exactly. I was like, what are you it's doing? The, it's the, it's the contrived it's so turn. It's, it's just so contrived. So, so this was during the all the Black Lives the Matter March stuff. So yeah. I I kind of like there was something really ironic when when the uh, the, the <clears throat> riot started happening in Salt Lake, and then like KSL, the local news station, was in Salt Lake interviewing people, and they were interviewing just a bunch of white people mm-hmm. i was just like i mean it's salt lake but i mean right it's like just you know hey what's going on you put your camera in front of white people protesting well, and and it just was it's not our like- fault it's just mostly white people that live here. <laughs> i was i was actually listening to a comedian today on a podcast and he was talking about how upset he got when he was in la and he saw a boarded up window that said we support blm mm-hmm. and he's like that in and of itself is kind of racist because you're, you're, you're kind of saying like, Oh, we think the black people are going to destroy our shop. So we're going to board up our shop and then put, uh, we support BLM on there to like fend them off. Mm-hmm. And, it, and that's kind of what the, 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 the same energy I get from that. I take responsibility. Like, like, oh, I'm going to preemptively. It's the same small dick energy. <laughs> I'm going to preemptively uh, let everyone know where I s- I'm going to virtue signal preemptively so that I don't get attacked by the Twitter mob. Yeah, you're right. It's 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 a very good kind of microcosm of of uh, Big word. like like the like the the shop owner <laughs> is is fending off literal like mobbing. You mean, you're right though, like. Like, I haven't thought of it that way, but it is like a defensive tactic. Yeah. It's like, don't attack me yeah. first. Yeah, Aaron Paul is fending off the, the cancel mob. The, and so yeah. they're both fending off a mob. One's digital, one is literal. Is literal. And the digital one could make you lose your job. Yeah, yeah right. It's so, right. so could the physical one. Oh. Yeah. Is, those, is that topic on this episode or the next one? The cancel one? <laughs> the, the, I really want to talk about that one. <laughs> Sorry. No, that, yeah, it, <laughs> that, 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 those, those PSAs. And, and ultimately I think that that's the thing that is the, the, the tone deafness of all three of them. Yes. Is what is what really makes them so cringe. So this is supposed to be like a lighthearted category, but, um, <laughs> and as someone who is half deaf and completely tone deaf, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I resonate. You're with the this. expert on this. You <laughs> tell tone us. Deafness. Can I just pick the winner? <laughs> I am. The <laughs> we, we trust your lived experience. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I don't know if we need a winner. I think they all lose. Equally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need a winner. We pick the winning. We definitely loser. need a winner. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's we? an award show. We need a winner. This is, okay. This is a bad award, though. So who? Who? I, mean, I don't have like a stake in anything. You're gonna get. A, I'm not married to any one of them. You're gonna get a brick of. Okay. Are we, uh, are we bro- voting for our own? Yeah, because you guys vote. You guys did this. Can you vote for your own? <sighs> no. Uh, don't no, don't no. they win by default for having two? I mean, of the same. Yeah. Yeah, one of you, you guys, um, you guys have Mister, to... Mr. I couldn't think of anything else. I mean, if that's the one that stood out to you the that's most. That's the only one I... That's the only really one I paid attention... I, like, I was thinking about it. I was like, I don't know any other I would... I, okay, I'm I'm voting for the... the um, I take responsibility. Because when that one came out, Aaron Paul literally my let my soul left my body when Aaron Paul said <laughs> that. And I was like, I had a hard time. With I I uh, not to just do the opposite, but I was gonna. I the Madonna one really actually like oh, that bile one. got into my throat. <laughs> Dude, like, that one's bad. It's so bad. And in that one, it's a little different because it's just the single. It's just her. It's not yeah. like the collective thing. Yeah, but yeah. 
All right, so we got two votes, and I mean, I've the well, Chris, you vote first. <laughs> you vote first <laughs> on the count of three. Count of three. Uno, dos, tres, go. Madonna. I said imagine. imagine, and you said Madonna. So Madonna wins. So Madonna wins. Madonna. Madonna is the worst, most cringiest of all the That's PSAs. Fitting. That's fitting. Madonna, as someone who is tone deaf and half deaf, <laughs> welcome to the club of being a complete <laughs> moron. <laughs> Wait, is this the complete moron club or the? I mean, because she's the, a, she's a decent singer. I mean, I'm just saying that being tone deaf. I mean, deep. Like, I'm tone deaf. To, tone deaf. Tone deaf. Just, just carry on. <laughs> Troy, Troy's inner Irish is coming out. He's deep. He's deep. I can't even complete a joke. Kick him in the sheens. Kick him in the that, sheens. That's Irish Scottish. Scottish. That's Scottish. That's Scottish. I have no idea. How would an Irish person matter. say deaf? Is there, is there a difference? Listen, coming from a bunch of tone deaf people, <laughs> does it matter if it's Irish or Scottish? <laughs> Listen, I take responsibility for that joke. Let's move on. <laughs> Okay, next up, I think we have the best show we binge-watched while quarantining. All right. Binge-watched. Should I go first like I did last time? Did you go like first? I do every time. I'll Be- go first. We had, okay, we had a okay, best and worse. So, this is a best and We had a best and worse on this Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, yes, mine is Cobra Kai. Um, and I haven't seen it yet. Ironically, so or, good. I, don't know, I don't know if it's ironic, but... The first two seasons were put on Netflix. Apparently, the first two seasons came out forever ago. I didn't watch them until 2020, so that's yeah, same. So it didn't exist until then. To yeah, me. same. Because um, they but, were on YouTube, and nobody really cared and, to watch it on YouTube. So I, I'm a huge, huge Karate Kid fan. Like I always have been ever since I was young. I was you were a big guy, I'm a big, <laughs> big guy. <laughs> um, so when I saw that they that they were make doing like a, another show of it. I, I kind of rolled my eyes. I was yeah, it like, came out on YouTube. YouTube Red. YouTube Red first. And I kind of rolled I my eyes. I that. was like, are they, is nothing sacred? Like, can, can't they just leave it alone? <laughs> but then I saw like the original actors were in it and it's like 30 years later. And then it's a point of view of Johnny and Daniel was kind of the antagonist. And I was like, that sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. And then the reviews came out and people are like, dude, it's, it's perfect. Dude, it, it's it, perfect. It matches the campiness of all of the Karate Kid movies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like season one, especially was was so well written yeah like it's well it, it so exploded well on youtube too it was like the most watched show across like all now, streaming the do- it's, it's well written the it's dialogue campy. it's the yeah. dialogue's terrible the dialogue's terrible purpose. and the acting is terrible but it's it's like it's on purpose but yeah. like the the story arcs are just so well the well characters done. are well written it's like it does it knows exactly what it is it right. never takes itself oh, yeah. too serious oh, yeah. but there's moments that i was like genuinely like tearing up oh totally like there's yeah it Dang. can it can get heavy so it made you laugh it made you cry so my oldest daughter rory she um she she sat with me and watched a few episodes and she was like what's what's this all about and i'm like okay we're watching we're watching the karate kid so we watched the karate kid and mm-hmm. and it was really cool to like talk about like how like obviously there was the story of bullying and then like defending yourself but really the whole movie is really just about balance right mm-hmm. that's all mr maggie's lessons were about was balance excuse me balance but I will never forget Rory's reaction when Daniel won with the crane kick at the end. Yeah. Oh, dude, she stood up and she was cheering like it yeah, was my kids. Oh, too. it was so exciting. We for just watched the second great. one because in the 
in the most recent season, they introduced elements of Karate Kid 2. Yes. So I was like, pause. We have to watch Karate Kid 2. <laughs> <laughs> and my kids are like way into it. Like, I don't remember being like my kid's age and my dad showing me his movies from right? when he was a kid and being like, yeah, dad, these are great. That darn cat is so good. <laughs> but but my kids loved it. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to have to do yeah. Karate Kid 3 next. I don't know. But it's been an absolute joy. I I binge watched it i don't binge watch anything like season three came out on january 1st i was done on january 3rd <laughs> same dude <laughs> i don't i don't do that <laughs> Dang. dude it's 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 a show because they're 20 minute episodes so it's a, it's easy to oh just yeah get i think they're like 30 and above like if even that but yeah there's there's 10 episodes so it's like a five-hour movie yeah, yeah basically yeah, I need to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. I'm super excited. I, I adore it, dude. It and might be season. It might be like one of the best TV shows ever to, to me. Season it's, one. It's not because it's like super well written. It shouldn't win any awards. It's just on a personal level. Like in my opinion, season one was fantastic. Season two was okay. Season three was really good. Right. That, mm-hmm. That's how I'd put them. But yeah. Anyway, what's the next one? I don't. I can't even rank them because I just like them all. Like, <laughs> I, I just love them. So I watched um, His Dark Materials. Uh, it's a show on HBO. It's uh, based on the book series. That's the His Dark Materials book series. But that's the Golden Compass. Do you remember? Do you remember mm-hmm. the Golden yeah. Compass movie that came out like in yeah. 2002 and it yeah. like bankrupted the studio? That, I remember yeah. that it was almost like a fabricated like backlash against yeah, it. Yeah, because it was like atheist um, or something. Yeah. The, uh, well, but, but, but the backlash get, against it was like a campaign to watch the movie. The the second <laughs> the second book is uh is actually the second season, but what by the time you get to the end of it, you're like, "Oh, that's why people are anti this story." It gets like that if you're religious, chances are you're going to have some sort of umbrage with uh, the story. Like I as long as you can handle the fact that it's it's uh, fiction, fiction, and it's in taking fantasy. place in a fictional world, but it's de- I mean, there's definite like the the bad guys are definitely the Catholic Church. Like, even though they're not called that in the show, that's what the that that's definitely what the what the corollary is and stuff like that. So when you get further and further into the show, into the story, and then especially in that second season, second book, you're like, Oh, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. And there is a clear reason why, because I remember mom read it. Uh, my mom read it when I was younger and my little sister was re- read the first book and mom was like, yeah, it was fine. And then she read the second book and she was like, mm, I don't know if I want my daughter reading it when she's 11. Like right. it, when she gets older and she can see that it's fiction and understand that kind of stuff, then that's fine. But at, they at are 11, children books too, aren't they? Well, that's the main character is uh, like 11 years old because mm-hmm. the whole idea, <clears throat> I don't want to get too deep into it because we don't have enough time. But like the idea is that in this world, your soul is a, uh, is a physical creature that is tied to you that kind of walks around <clears throat> with you and it's an animal. So, um, we, and we, before you go through puberty, you would be that worm Jerry from Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's called a demon 
and it follows you around and your demon is uh, before puberty, your demon can change its shape. So like the little girls is like a little weasel that follows her around most of the time, but sometimes it changes into like a red panda. And Wait. sometimes it, are we, are we talking about big mouth? The, the puberty monster? No, I'm just I'm sorry. Bad joke. <laughs> then it changes. Sometimes it changes into a bird or a butterfly or whatever. And sure. it just changes every time. But then once you go through puberty, your demon settles into one mm. uh, animal and then it's that animal for the rest of your life. So Lord Azrael is, is the, is another main character and his is a snow leopard. Which um, one is uh Gandalf, the polar bear? Uh, so they, that, that's not a demon. That's a polar bear that talks. They have a, Oh, the, my mistake. They have talking polar bears that wear. <laughs> oh, just, Scott just rolled his eyes so hard. <laughs> they, have, they have talking polar bears that, that wear armor and go to war and they're freaking right. not demons. They're not demons. Uh, anyway, it's a really, really interesting show. And the way that HBO has made this one because the show, the the movie, I watched the movie back in '03 or whenever it was, and it was actually really well done uh, for the time. Right. But it was, it's it just because it, it just because of the controversy surrounding it, it never really made any money, and then it kind of bankrupted the studio that it worked with, and there were some serious problems. But HBO now is doing it, and this, they don't miss usually. HBO usually doesn't. Yeah, miss. HBO's. And, yeah, and this show, uh, my girlfriend has like been AMC now. Like mm-hmm. they, yeah, exactly. I'm actually mm-hmm. watching. So I just finished Watchmen, and I watched. Uh, I'm, I'm watching Raised by Wolves. Huh. I haven't well, seen I've enough been, of it. To I don't want to see it, man. But it's it's interesting. It's almost. It sounds like Golden Compass. It's like atheists versus religious people. Yeah, it's it's. Isn't that one done by Ridley Scott? Yeah. Well, anyway, my, uh, <clears throat> like a year ago, my girlfriend had really like got upset with me that I hadn't watched the first season. Mm. And then I just, and then the second season has just ended. And so we, we, I watched through the first season or binge through the first two seasons just now. And I love it. I love it. It's absolutely one of my favorite shows. You, so you heard good. that, right? He said, girlfriend, sorry, ladies. Um, off the market. I off don't the market. think that this is the first time. I've you heard that right. <laughs> you heard it here first. Anyway, golden or, uh, his dark materials. Anyway, that's golden girls. Golden girls. <laughs> Next one. Estelle Getty is my woman crush Wednesday. Okay, so I watched, and this was early in the year, so it was like a year ago now that I watched this, a show called Sunderland Till I Die. It's a... Uh, documentary on netflix like a with seasons and everything um but uh it's it's about sunderland a soccer team in in england that uh recently was relegated from the premier league into league one into the championship. championship and so there it's about them trying to get back up into the the top flight of of english soccer or football um, and so it just follows like the real people, the real players, all the trades and all like the drama and, and, uh, p- politics that go into European soccer. Sunderland it, it is such insane. an interesting club too, because they have like, Sunderland has some really diehard fans. They have Huge some crazy, some crazy diehard fans, but then they sucked for a year. And mm-hmm. when you suck for a year in English soccer, you drop a league to the second yep. yeah. division. And, and then all your best players jump ship to to make more money elsewhere. And then all of a sudden, it like one loss turns into 
oh, now we don't have any of our good players. We have this huge stadium that we have to pay for or pay off, but we don't have any of the players that we used to. And and then, so and the then it's just like worse. <clears throat> it just the, snowball. The, the, the snowball world. effect. Oh, oh, yeah. It's, it's, Vortex, it's like it's hard to, to get out. And so they like end up going down another league in like the second season. So they're they're really struggling. And it's like it's they're following a real team. So it's not like they can make up the story. Yeah. So it was, it was really it, it felt like I was watching a TV show like Ted Lasso, honestly. Yeah. But but it was actually real people and real and, and like <clears throat> It, it Dude, was, it's I was really good. the exact same thing uh, when I was watching Ted Lasso. Uh, I remember thinking, like, because in Sunderland Till I Die, at the end of that first season, when they get relegated. Again. And, like, all of them are just standing standing around like, you've got to be kidding. And, like, the look in their faces, like... The complete dejection, and then like, they get they get new they get new owners, and so there's a whole new culture throughout the the soccer club or the football club, and so it's like it's like this really really interesting dynamic, and and twice a year the the transfer window opens and everything explodes, and they have to make these transfers, and it, crazy. It's, it's really really fun to I, watch. Uh, it's I, a total soap opera, but actual yeah, real life, real people. I, I knew yeah. that I knew that um it's it, Premier League, right? The yeah. English Premier League. I knew that they did that, and I always actually kind of thought. Obviously, there's some some. It's controversial like that, you know, because like you said, it can vortex whirlpool. Like you suck one year, and you can just really drop. Yeah, and, and, and I, it's like but, you you have uh, the big thing is the stadium. Like you, ha- they have yeah. this huge like seventy thousand, sixty thousand seat stadium. Yeah, and they're in like the third division. Yeah, I do they do, have the fans to fill it still? Like even sometimes after they if, like, if they're the games, not good. But if you don't, but if you lose the best name players <laughs> on your team, or if like, they're not dude, playing like Man U or Liverpool. You know, if they don't, if not, they're not bringing other great teams into their stadium. You yeah, know. They're, they're playing West Bromwichshire, <laughs> like down the street. That that yeah. their stadium is like five thousand seats. I I do think though, and I don't want to get too much into this as far as, but I do think that would actually be a pretty good model for college football. It'd be interesting yeah. for sure because yeah, be you have this G five P five. But anyway, the, there's been this a huge debate in in MLS for mm-hmm. for American soccer to do it, but. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever happen. Anyway, it's really hard for American sports because you have French franchises and you have yeah. the, yeah. the league owns players' contracts or the league owns sure. the teams. And so, yeah. but but it, with college football, you've got conferences. With college football, and it's all it'd be NCAA. Very interesting. It's, yeah, it'd be very interesting. Yeah, there's, for sure. there's a lot of politics in it. No, but totally. um, totally. anyway, that's uh, that's mine. So mine uh, was what we do in the shadows. Right, that's on my list. Yes. Okay. Oh, the great movie. I, I've ne- I, is it? You a haven't TV seen the show? show? Oh my goodness. Okay, so you've seen the movie. The movie is great. Really? Uh-huh. Okay, so I love the movie. I'll recap the movie for a second. Favorite. So the movie was made and written by Taika Waititi Taika. and Jemaine Clement, who are both in the movie. They're both, and the the whole concept is they are documentary. They are ancient vampires living in a modern world, and in the movie they're in New Zealand. And they're in, and it's a mockumentary. All roommates. And they're all roommates, and so like they argue that because they argue with each other because the dishes haven't been done in like ten years. And so like they like, anyway, that's the movie. The TV show is the same principle. In fact, Taika Waititi and Jemaine Clement actually make appearances occasionally. Oh, it's okay. hilarious. Anyway. But oh, so they're like new characters. They're new characters, but they, they follow three more roommates. Um, technically, actually four. <laughs> I forgot about the, Colin. The I forgot energy, about Colin. Yeah. The energy vampire. <laughs> oh, geez. I'm really excited about this. I love this show. Like seriously, as, as, as. As as uh as 2020 was, mm-hmm. this show really like just 
just helped. Um, <laughs> it was so good. So the main vampires are, they're from different parts of history, different parts of the world, but they're all in Staten Island in New York and they're living in, in modern day Staten Island. And like, they're just, they're just all in just this weird old house and just trying to get along. So like they go to like a neighbor's party and they're having a super super bowl party, but they think it's this superb owl party. <laughs> and so like they're like, Hey, come in. It's our weird European neighbors. That's such an easy joke. Why have I never thought of that? <laughs> I've, I've definitely seen that elsewhere. But like, it. it's like, the, it's, they're like, they're like, they are weird European neighbors and stuff. And then, um, and then like, Hey, what do you, one of the neighbors is like, what, what do you, what are you guys? You guys vampires are like, Oh shoot. He's on to us. So they like erase his memory, but like too much. <laughs> so, so they're like, Oh, well, we're going to have to kill him. Let's like, at least let him have a, you know, the night of his life. And anyway, it's funny. Um, but Colin, so they're all regular vampires, but Colin is an energy vampire where he just sits there and just drains your energy just by, by just by you. talking to you and it's just like, like a Tom Segura joke. Yeah, yeah. It's just, he just, and, and, <laughs> And, like just like uh, explaining work or something. Have you guys seen Better Call Saul? Uh, listen, we've had Reese on the podcast. Exactly. Okay. Reese is a bit of an energy vampire. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'd apologize, but uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> He's not going to listen to it. Anyway. Have you guys seen Better Call Saul the first season? Yeah. You know, the the my baseball cards, that guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's Colin. He's oh, okay. yeah. So he, he just, the, the he, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, anyway, so geez, that I, I was There's really a lot sad of funny because, jokes. because yeah. season, I think they did three seasons, season four or either maybe, yeah, their most recent season was actually uh, delayed because of COVID. Um, but I binge watched it. Oh, so good. You guys, I can't wait till the next like, season comes out. They fight like, like uh roommates. So he was yeah. like, like, guys, this is getting out of hand. There's people half drunk on the lawn. And he's like, well, tell him to leave. And he's like, no, like you drank half of them. Please finish your meal and dispose of your garbage afterwards. But the show is written and produced and sometimes even directed by Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement. And then also um, the other thing about it that's uh, funny is that there's they have a what's it called when they have a human that works for them? Um, A slave? Kind of a slave. It'll come back to me. But anyway, it's uh, they the guy that they have, his name is Guillermo and he is a he's a descendant. And he didn't know this until he did a like a 23 of me. He's a descendant of Van Helsing. 23 <laughs> So he's like, he's like, I'm a direct descendant of Van Helsing. So he's actually like secretly a really good vampire killer. But he's a, uh, he's a slave. I can't remember what it's called. It'll come to me, but. Um, uh, it Isn't it uh, vampires? No, they're not vampire spawn. No, I, I, they're like I what that about. It, familiar, familiar. That's it. He's, a, he's their familiar. It's D&D. That's anyway. the, uh, yeah, that's the, uh, yeah, I, I read. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula and yeah. they had a familiar yeah. in that so one. anyway Those ones. what we do in the Ren- shadows Renford is that wasn't yeah, that like Renford that. was a familiar oh <laughs> One, one more, one more story. <laughs> Sorry. So in this episode, so one of the vampires is uh, one of the vampires, a vampire from somewhere else shows up and it's played by Mark Hamill. Really? Yeah. It's so good. And then he wants to kill one of the other vampires and that vampire just runs away and he put, puts, creates this disguise and his disguise is literally a toothpick. <laughs> he puts his toothpick in his mouth and the other vampires don't recognize him. He changes. <laughs> kind of like Clark Kent in his glasses. Yeah. He changes his name to Jackie Daytona and he runs a bar. <laughs> and like, and like, and like, uh, Mark Hamill's character follows him there and he's like, yes, I'd like one human alcohol beer, please. And he's like, one human alcohol beer coming out. It's just, it's so bad. But so good. <laughs> all right, that's all. That sounds pretty funny. <laughs> that is pretty good. 
uh, what's the? I think Cobra Kai has to win because that's the only one where the other per, uh, all anyone else here has watched it. I mean, if I can't vote for my own, I'm voting for Cobra Kai. So right. Yeah, but I, I mean, was gonna say other... like anything else I vote for in my heart is like number four. <laughs> <laughs> those other ones sound really interesting. Like <laughs> I've watched, I've watched <clears throat> I'm offended, the Chris. first season of Sunderland till I die, but I haven't watched any of the other two. So I can't really say what I'm, I'm done with Cobra, just naming Cobra Kai the winner. Yeah. Yeah. Boom, baby. Boom. Cobra Kai. Good okay. Job. So the next one is the, uh, worst. Oh yeah. What, what, so what, we had like the best TV show that you binge watch this year, but because of quarantine, we thought that there should also be the worst show that you watched this year. That was terrible, but you watched anyway. Because you were quarantined and you had you, you, yeah, terrible you show not watch it. Terrible show that you watched anyway because quarantine. So I'm right. going to I'm going to go first cuz I'm going to go first. I'll go after you. Um I uh, I watched because my wife <laughs> was it was it though that's what i'm going with yeah is, uh, <laughs> have you guys seen love is blind on I've netflix i have no idea episodes. what that is is oh it oh my gosh. it looks wait is that the one that's like super like sexual like it looks no kind no of that's like love island or whatever i don't know what that is uh, <laughs> you don't know what that is I, I it might be love island but i don't know <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not love island but it's something like that pen island <laughs> it's epstein island um, <laughs> that changes the whole dynamic <laughs> no th- this love is blind is like it's, it's set up to be like this experiment to see if oh. you can really fall in love with without having seen each yes, other yes I remember seeing previews for this yeah, but they don't put any dates. uggos in the whole damn movie in the whole damn show they only oh, have yeah. like the most attractive people ever it's, it's yeah. stupid it's like this, I re- really, this reality TV I remember so sorry I don't mean to, to, to I'm gonna cut you off here you there, but, but I'm going to I really want to see that show and have there be just like a 400 pound dude and like the girl falls in love with him and then they come around the corner and I want to see the love leave her eyes dude, <laughs> the have, guy walks around the corner and just watch his heart break in half have like, like a shallow howl moment like right <laughs> oh, yeah. where, but, the, but the prerequisite is like he has to have a sexy voice exactly, when he talks exactly. And, he, it, he, he sounds like Barry White but looks like he <laughs> ate Barry White but he's like two Barry Whites <laughs> put together, which is yeah. 600 pounds <laughs> and he is Barry White and he is <laughs> <laughs> Very unattractive. <laughs> Guys. Anyway, go on, Scott. <laughs> he's I was the, trying to bask in the opposite awesome of Barry White. <laughs> that was the ultimate dad joke. Like, I'm almost groaning for you. I can feel my kids groaning at you right now. <laughs> the, the best feeling is when you tell a oh, bad dude. joke and everyone just stares at you. <laughs> I, I not, revel. Not because they don't get it, but they're just like, <sighs> I revel in those moments, dude. <laughs> like that. I, I chase that high. I'm I'm an, I'm an energy vampire for for those dad jokes. Dude, seriously, um, but yeah, it, it's it's just the absolute worst show because it, it it's supposed to be this experiment to see if people can get over their the the looks part of. And love. you watched every episode. Every episode. Um, and, sounds like a some experience. And who, so my who, problem is I like who won? I guess I'm a completionist. I, I have to f- finish what I, anyway. <laughs> Um, like any Chris, show, you know, like any show, um, I just have to finish whatever I'm doing. <laughs> anything. So even literally, even it's so hard. So, so you watch sure a show and the first I'm episode's done. terrible. You'll watch it anyway. Like the whole thing. maybe not the first episode, but anyway, it doesn't matter. That's not what this is about. Um, <laughs> I is. did finish it, and it's it turned into the most shallow thing. It's supposed to be like this more 
like the opposite of shallow. They're yeah, trying, they're trying to do, it, but it ended up being ideals. like some of the people are just the worst, worst people. And, and then it's just, well, just the cringy. whole thing is like so fake anyway. Like that's, yeah, that's confusing. why they're on the show. They were selected for that very reason. Yeah. Anyway, right. It's uh, it, it's bad and you shouldn't watch it. Reality and TV is like more fake than like WWE did. Yeah. Like oh yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's Coming from trash. someone who worked on a reality television show. Mm-hmm. I can confirm. Yep. That, but there was there was professional wrestling. Several hot ladies on there, right? hot, attractive people, and hot ladies and men. Yes. Yes. I've seen two episodes. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, that sounds awful. It was awful. Yeah. All right, Troy. And it was definitely the Why worst. Why is one of the most beloved shows of the year your least favorite uh, show? Okay, so I I will acknowledge this is actually a good show. It's just I binge watched it and I didn't know why I was binge watching it. <laughs> <laughs> and so like that. uh, that's that's my that's my that's what I'm prefacing here <laughs> okay. is uh, Ooh, that's a throwback. I know, right? So uh, shit, that was run over, right over my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I I had the Queen's Gambit. Um, and, and like so I said, it's ju- very, just, yes! to let you, just to let you know, I nearly put Queen's Gambit as my favorite <laughs> show I binged, no. but because there's only one season, I was like, nah, I'm going to put, okay. So the reason why is, is it's not really a show that I would get into. I don't find chess entertaining in the least. That's right? actually what I loved about it is the fact that chess I, normally isn't entertaining. I, I, I enjoyed, it. I enjoyed seeing how her mind worked as yeah. it pertained to chess, like how she'd look in the ceiling and like, and do all the moves Play and everything. The game and I did enjoy how she went into Russia and all that stuff. Like I enjoyed all, I, like there were elements of it that I enjoyed. I like, um, but it's just the story itself isn't necessarily something I would particularly mm-hmm. like. And this is the thing, if I'm going to binge watch something like I'm not like Scott, where I have to finish. I mean, I can stop. Oh, we know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> anyway, so um, so it's just like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna binge something, I like it's at least something that I think is at least worthy of like is good. So like it's it's well done. It's a it's a show that if you like that kind of stuff, very much into psychology and how you know how brains work. And anyway, her character is like very likable, but simultaneously very unlikable. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's part of the dynamic behind it. And I'm, I know I'm not doing myself any favors by saying no. All the I mean, things I, I like saw. About it. I've only seen the first episode, mm-hmm. and you're right. Like she's the main character, and it's yeah. cool watching her like trick people, or not even trick, but just outsmart them. Yeah. But then she's also unlikable. Like yeah. she's kind of a emotionless she, robot. But you also she's know why. Almost she's she's like on the spectrum though. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. she, it, it never says it explicitly, yeah. Yeah. but she's definitely on the spectrum somewhere. And, uh, it also convinced like a huge chunk of people. That it was like based on a true story. And then <laughs> right. I, I actually like, uh, had to look it up to see if it was. Cause like, no, it's, it's based that, on a book. It's based on a book. Sure, sure. But then people were like, look, the greatest chess player of all time is a woman. No one talks about her. And we're like, this didn't happen. <laughs> right. Like Buzzfeed article writer. Like this isn't real. It just, but, uh, yeah. What what I was super impressed with is that it got me interested in. I, I'm not even interested in chess even after watching it. Oh, I love chess, but I was. Chris taught I was, me how to play. Uh, and I just don't care. <laughs> I love chess. I was uh, I was so like glued to the screen for a chess match, and I was like I I was so intrigued by it, and I was so like invested into chess and something that I couldn't care less about otherwise. Um, So 
that's what I loved about like that's what I loved about it is mm-hmm. the fact that they took something that I find extremely boring and yeah. they made it incredibly riveting. It, it kind of felt like they may have taken a true un- underdog story and made it about chess instead of dodgeball. Right. Like <laughs> something that actually happened, but they're just like, let's just, put, like Rocky, let's just put chess you, here. But. You use dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause, cause dodgeball's <laughs> subtitle is a true underdog story. But what I'm, I, I guess like, gotcha. like I, I said, that on my DVD, this was, this was a hard, this was a hard topic for me because you're like the worst show you binge watched. I'm like, okay, I binge watch a couple shows, which is the one that I liked the least. I was like, I liked a lot of the shows that I binge watched, hence binge watching them. Mm-hmm. And I'd say the one I liked the least, but I can acknowledge was really well done. Was the but we've game. all been watched something that we just could probably care less about. I mean, I'd put Clearly. I'd put Tiger King on there, but I mean, I did that for. I mean, I guess I should have just put that because <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so so Troy's reason for not for not liking it is that it tricked him into binge watching <laughs> no <laughs> it's it's not even that i didn't like it it's he just has, it's free will it's normally a show that i just wouldn't find myself getting into but i binge watched it anyway like it's just no i, I can of get all of the that. of all the shows that i liked that i actually binge i can get behind that that's probably the best like it's probably not the, the one i like gotcha. least is what i'm saying sure i know Makes i'm not sense. doing myself any favors as far as winning this one but whatever no, I, I i respect that yeah you're not winning this one <laughs> <laughs> i'm voting for troy <laughs> Um, I'll go. Mine was the haunting of Bly Manor, mm. and I. It's interesting because it, Hill House was like super popular. Yes, and Hill House was phenomenal. Like it was just like a a ten. It was so good, and it, I mean, it's not exactly like terrifying. Like it's not like it or like whatever Poltergeist. It's just like a family drama that that happened to people these people happen to live in a, in a haunted house and the story unfolds naturally um it's it's very very emotional it's heartbreaking like the acting is this amazing and then the next one was like okay we're gonna go to the next house but we're gonna cast the same actors and pretend they're different people and they have british accents and what? it's in the 80s because people love the 80s right oh, now don't we yeah and so we're gonna have like side ponytails and pink sweaters and it was it was terrible terrible and like the it wasn't scary like it wasn't even like gripping it wasn't even like you didn't feel for any of the characters at all like their their plight their each person that's haunted is haunted by something metaphorically like addiction or guilt Mm. or there's something that they just cannot get over in their own mind and then in this one it's like this woman was cheating on her on her fiance who was very loyal and they were best friends since they were little, but she was cheating on him. And then she broke up with him and she was supposed to be like brave and strong because she came out of the closet and then he died. And then you're like, you're a piece of garbage who made your fiance run off and then die like in, in the street. So it's like, I, I don't feel bad for you at all. Like I don't see how anyone could cause you strung this guy along for far too long. And so <clears throat> I, I honestly I haven't even finished it. There's ten episodes. I am I got to episode nine, so like the dramatic conclusion. I just I don't care to finish. So I don't. I guess I didn't binge all of it, but I watched. I started watching it all within a week. So you basically pulled a True Detective. Yes, exactly. Okay. Gotcha. So there's one episode left. I haven't watched it. I'm probably not going to. It's not a good show mm. at all. And like, and even when I was watching it, the the internet was like, yeah, this show's bad. And I was like, I'm sure they're just overreacting like always and then i watched it and i was like yeah this this is garbage yeah i haven't heard good things there's like these little british kids they're supposed to be like the 
you know, like the high stakes, like you have to raise the stakes. So having little kids in there being haunted is supposed to raise the stakes, but you oh, just yeah. want uh, them to die like, the whole time. There's a little I, girl and her, her catchphrase is, is uh, absolutely, you know, you know what she says? Because Morgan watched it. Morgan watched that. Did I they, didn't watch it. Did they try to catch that like feeling that you got from the others? Remember that show, that movie? Like With where Nicole the kid, Kidman? yeah, where the yeah. kids were being haunted and stuff, and like, uh, kind of, kind of, they, they, that's what they tried to go for. Kind of, uh, the little girl, she she says like, this is absolutely wonderful, or I don't remember what she says, but she says it half a billion times. Uh, so you're like, oh my gosh, will someone kill this girl? Please oh, take her off this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's booty, not good. Can't recommend it. Four out of ten. Okay. With rice, four out of ten. With rice. <laughs> So uh, the the <clears throat> show that I binged, uh, I couldn't peel myself away from it as much as I wanted to, uh, was a show that sucked the soul out of all of us in 2020, a little one called The Election. It's a it movie pitted, with Will Ferrell. It, and, pitted, uh, it pitted the titans of... Donald Trump and Joe Biden against okay, each other. So you're actually talking about the actual. I'm yeah, talking actual, about the actual 2020 okay. presidential election. Okay, okay. I thought you were like, Oof. there's a documentary already about that. <laughs> no, that. I went over to Chris's house and we were going to work on this website that we were trying to build, and then I ended up just turning on the debate because I wanted to watch the debate, and then when it was over, I was like, why, why, why did I do that? I. I feel worse after that debate than <laughs> and may God have mercy and on may your God soul. have mercy on my soul. Like it, it, everything about it. I, I didn't like, anyway, I, I watched the election dude, and I couldn't it, peel myself away. I watched the debates. I watched the vice presidential debates. I, mean, I watched, you're watching the, a train wreck happen, right? I watched I the election. Kylie was watching it. I went downstairs. So I was like, I have to get away from this. Like, this is like making me, like actually upset it's two trains and then heading jake brought it on towards each other nothing good's gonna like, happen damn it jake no no and then i just watched it Th- this yeah. is the thing like in 2016 i was like really we have we have trump and we have hillary and that those are our picks okay all right whatever and then like 2020 i'm just like i couldn't be more apathetic towards politics Any at this point. like like i was i think i was telling chris this like in during the inauguration i like i was uh, i was having lunch and i was just like okay biden's in well great trump's gone but at the same time like biden like i just politics are just like i just don't care anymore i just don't it's yeah and it's in jake it's tongue-in-cheek obviously that you're saying like it's a tv show but it kind of has turned into just like it literally uh, it's just entertainment reality tv it is at this point absolutely and that's that's the saddest part of the whole thing is, I mean, I don't want to get too like into like who we vote, who we support or who we which way we feel about whatever. Chris, who did you vote but, for? Jeb Bush. <laughs> but uh, but like during please the clap. during the uh, <laughs> clap. but during the uh, uh, the Capitol riots or whatever. Yeah, I like I watched it live, happening live, and I just remember thinking, this is just another episode. I know. Of, I feel so detached. Hold it's weird. up. And and then like the the election happened, and then it was like every day after the election, I was like, okay, I, I turn it back on. I'm like, is Georgia going to be? Yeah. going to be decided oh, yet yeah. is is, oh, yeah. is arizona going to be decided as is, is pennsylvania michigan like wh- who, who's gonna um 
who's gonna who's gonna get decided today? And we then, all almost died, and we're just pretending and, it didn't happen. And <laughs> the, the answer, you almost got tickled by a leaf, Chris. <laughs> I would have died. Like the, the oh. answer. See, we uh, <laughs> my my microphone's connected to a plant, and the, the plant nearly tipped over. Plant bone. The plant um, bone's gonna get to the. But like, then I would. I, but the problem is, is none of them. None of the uh, none of the episodes ended. It just never ended. Nope. And then it wasn't until like two weeks before the inauguration that they finally were like, "Oh, by the way, Joe Biden won <laughs> officially." I, I kind of feel like Trump's kind of sort of conceded, but not really. I kind of yeah. feel like he just took like the win, like he won, and then he disappeared. He's like, "I broke my foot," and then he was just gone. <laughs> and then he let he let Trump just get look worse and worse and yep. worse and worse. No matter and what. and yeah. Trump just fizzled. And they like and spun like no matter what he did, like despite your feelings on it, like everything he did was spun in the negative. Like no matter what it was, yeah. They were like, "Hey, Trump's trying to hold out for two thousand dollars for your uh, whatever," and they're like, "Trump, just give us our money." And he's like, "Fine, here's your money. Why isn't it two thousand dollars?" So like no matter what the guy did, it just looked bad yep. constantly. Yeah. And it was awful. Plus, he's bad, so he looked bad. <laughs> and it sucked my soul out through my nostrils, well, and I hated your butthole. There's, there's and not. I much. hated every second of it, and I couldn't pull myself away from the TV. Yep. So, because of that, that was the worst show I binged. Well, there's not much I think more. Jake got the Trump card on this one. I think so. he might. <laughs> hey, Biden is time for that one. <laughs> oh, jeez. You guys are too quick. <laughs> too quick. So, like, I don't know. There's nothing more soul-crushing than American politics right now. And I just... It's awful. It's so bad. It's so divisive. It's well, like, and the thing is, like, everything's political now. Like, American right. politics could mean Star Wars. We have a virus. Like, every, everyone is versus somebody else right now. We have a virus, come, go, like, being, like, a, a pandemic and literally killing people. Which has people. been politicized. And, and, it's, and, it's, and it's been politicized. It's, mm. it's a political thing. It's, it's like... So you, you, bizarre. It's just like, it's Everything. like one side is like, we believe this. And the other side's like, well, yeah, well, we believe the other thing. Yeah. And I remember early, it was, it was literally like you'd go in public and you were a liberal if you wore a mask and you were conservative. Yeah. You didn't. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. Dude, I went to, on the 4th of July, I went to Boise, right? And Gross. Idaho was very conservative. And on the way in, I, I stopped at a fireworks place, a shop and picked up fireworks. I was the only one wearing a mask. The only one I, I was like a little uncomfortable because I still wasn't sure about, you know, COVID numbers and all that stuff. Anyway, it was really, really weird. But uh, yeah. and, and I'm not saying because it was because I'm like an uber liberal or anything. It was just nobody wore masks. No, I, I wear a mask everywhere I go. Come at yeah. me. Right. It, but it, I don't know. We're it's all wearing so masks right now. Exactly. <laughs> That's why we sound so weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. We all wear like should we once one of us is Bane. <laughs> Imagine all the people. <laughs> all right. Um, we'll take responsibility. Of course. <laughs> um so <laughs> why did you turn into little little finger? I don't know. <laughs> Jeez. Of course. <laughs> um, should we vote on what was yes, the, we should vote. on the worst? What were the picks again? Love is Blind, Queen's Gambit, Haunting of Bly Manor, and The Election. You know, I was going to, I'll just go ahead and go first. I was going to vote for the uh, Love is Blind one because it's just so, just the premise is just so dumb and predictable. But I mean, the election is... It's just so crushing. The, and the every, that, we have like, to do with this every four years. Like, come on, guys. The one that like made my skin crawl the most though was was Love Is Blind. So I think I'm going to vote for that one. Okay, I vote the election. It's the most smutty because um, that one sounds 
like, I mean, the election is trying to just rally you up. I feel like that's kind of the same thing, but it was put on Netflix. <laughs> so that'll get my vote. Um, I'm voting for uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor because um, the, the the first one, it sounded really good. The second one sucked. And mm-hmm. that's that kills me mm-hmm. when, when it's like the first ep- or the yeah. first season of something. The hype it, is so it, high. Yeah. And, and then, then it the just like tanks. Well, I know that Jake's not going to vote for mine. So we're not going to have a four way tie here. So Jake decides the winner here. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going for Love is Blind because <laughs> I watched the first two episodes and I concur. It is awful. <laughs> All right. Love is Blind wins over the East United States election. <laughs> I mean, I don't even want to give the election an award. <laughs> even if it's the worst, like, I don't even want to give it an award. We, we can't have the election be in the same category as Madonna, because, like, right? Like, <laughs> like, like I've, I've listened to a podcast where they're like, there was like a video game podcast they were doing their yearly awards and he was like guys this game is so bad that i don't want it to win because i don't want people to like see it and then ironically buy it mm. so we're not putting it on our website <laughs> that's funny <laughs> all right well love is blind don't watch it or do i don't care <laughs> okay so next i'm not your boss <laughs> <laughs> next up we have our man crush monday and our woman crush wednesday which one should we go first Let's do Man Crush. Man Crush Monday. Oh, I'm going to go first. Phil Rosenthal. Everyone get you out your Google. Such a goober. <laughs> He's such a They're, goober. I'm pretty sure it's mine the, <laughs> It's the Phil Rosenthal is the, the host of a oh, Netflix yeah. television show called Everybody Somebody Feed Phil. Um, oh geez, <laughs> and he's a he's a producer in Hollywood, and he produces he he the the biggest show he produced was Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, Everybody but, and somebody. If you but he, he looks is, like he would have like the thickest Northern uh, English accent. He is a New York. He is a New York Jew, hmm. and dude, uh, he is <laughs> the funniest. I have to censor that. <laughs> he's a New York beep. Uh, what? <laughs> Cuban? Uh, he actually makes multiple Jewish jokes in uh, in the show. Uh, Somebody feed Phil. That show, I adore that show so much. And and a new episode of that show released over in 2020, and I watched it in a day. All of them. I was so excited. That show. That guy is the biggest goober. And if you watch, like Chris said, he's a goober. Like they that's put the only way in front of him. And he grins like a four year old, like this all teeth. He's like, he like his eyes, <laughs> so his, big, his, his eyes turn into, into grapefruits and his <laughs> smile goes to his ears. And then when he bites into something that tastes good, and he, he smiles starts, and chews, he starts dancing, but he dances like, a like a dad. Like a white uh-huh. dad, or like and a so girl that like, you're feeding a chili. It like he'll, it, it's all arms. It, you can't it's all see, arms but yeah, bouncing. Jake's just moving his arms. It's, it's all arms. He looks and like bouncing. a baby in a high chair. Dude, a it bit. is <laughs> with a, two spoons. A bit. But the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that the amount of joy that just watching that man will uh, will elicit in you. Troy is about to fall out of his chair right now. He's laughing. So I'm not, I, did I miss the joke? <laughs> yeah, now every time I look at Jake, I'm just imagining a baby Troy's, with two Troy's imagining a baby in a high chair. Two two looks like Jake. <laughs> uh, anyway. Right. Hat, the, glasses, New York Jew. <laughs> Would you shut up? Uh, so the... <laughs> the... Uh, the amount of joy that this man brings to my life just by existing is why he's my man crush. 
Very good. So Phil Rosenthal. It sounds like an actual crush. Uh, it, it, I, it's not just something I'm, that's like, uh, like superficial. It's like, yeah, right. It's deeper than that. Okay. <laughs> Love is blind, Chris. <laughs> Apparently it's not. That was like the, the show turned out that it's not. <laughs> yeah. But my love for Phil they walked Rosenthal around and is, saw like a nine and they're like, but you're not a 10. But you're not. Oh, shoot. <laughs> anyway, that's my pick for uh, Man Crush Monday. Troy, go. I'll go next. Um, I believe the name I put on here was uh, Danny McBride. Yes. Okay. I didn't <laughs> so know if I changed it or not. Believe. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I, I put it on there. I didn't. Wasn't sure if I was going to change it. But the the reason why is actually very specific. So. Uh, Another very attractive man. <laughs> New York Jew. <laughs> oh, geez. So actually the funny thing about mentioning like a religion is that he's the, anyway. Uh, so he uh, produced and wrote a show called that came out on HBO called the righteous gemstones. And that came out in 2019. And actually it's really sad because the second <coughs> season was delayed because of COVID. And I've been really looking forward to the second season. Cause you've got uh, John Goodman, Danny McBride and uh, Adam Devine. 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 Anyway. Um, Wait, the singer? No. No, that's... Uh, it's the guy from Workaholics. <gasps> oh. Yeah, yeah. And, and they all play... So 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 John Goodman... We've talked about this on the, the episode. The Manny. Yeah, John Goodman the, plays yeah, like yeah. the, the, the so grand... Funny. The He's granddaddy... Hilarious. Uh, televangelist pastor, right? And then, and then the other, the there is sons. Then he has his sons, and then he has a daughter as well. And and uh, Danny, they're just all. It's just making fun of religion, basically. It's it's just making fun of these uber uber rich they're televangelists, Baptist, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, they're just they're just televangelists, televangelists yeah. Christian born agains. Um, so I watched in 2019, loved it, and then my friend Moose, what's up, Moose? started we were talking hey, about it. we were uh we were talking about it um around him and he was like i haven't heard of so he started watching it and i watched it with him and like it's it's so good and it just made me just appreciate danny mcbride because danny mcbride is hilarious in it but he also is a main writer and producer of the show so like anyway so that's he's, so he's, he's talented like, he's super he's typecast and oh, i don't yeah. think he can break that typecast i think he typecasted himself <laughs> yeah but he but he's broken it by writing and directing and yeah. producing yeah like and he's kind of like stealth produced a lot of good stuff yeah that you wouldn't even know about like yeah. the the michael myers the halloween yeah. franchise yeah he, yeah he did that Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, like the one that came out like two years ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was him. Huh. It was like the Pineapple Express gang, like the exact same people. Yeah. Huh. He's so talented. It, Yeah. That's I mean, he's cool. funny because when you think of Danny McBride, you think of Tropic Thunder, you think of Hot Rod, you think of all these other things. Tropic been Thunder, every time he... Big old titties as he blows <laughs> crap up. He has a detonator. Dollar dollar bill. Two detonators in his hands. What's Big old the, titties. What's the other show on HBO where he's the East, Eastbound and Down? Is yeah. That, yeah. Eastbound and Down. Yeah. He's also in uh, Substitutes? Vice, Vice Principals. Yeah, that's it. So I, I just I just really appreciated Danny HBO. McBride's. HBO likes him. Good for him. I really appreciated Danny McBride's uh, just his his humor. I've, you just I've reminded me that there was no Barry this year and that depressed me again. Oh, gosh. Oh, geez. I was telling Morgan that we need to watch Barry. Ah, Barry's great, but it's only been delayed. I mean, we're getting it back, right? I think so. We should. They, they need to have another season. Yeah. We need no ho Hank in my yeah, life. I, I need that. Dude, he was in the new Bill and Ted. Oh, was he really? Amazing. I freaking love him. He's he's a robot. <laughs> he's a future robot that kills people on accident. <laughs> and every time he does it, he's like, oh, geez. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, that's Denim McBride. Okay. Love you, Danny. Who's next? Uh, the, next Troy, the next James Bond. <laughs> Troy, Troy, pick. Scotty. So I, I chose 
He's a, he's actually was like a viner and now he's on Instagram, big on Instagram. His name is Matt Cutchell. He's uh he's super funny. Um he speaking of we were talking about the um the cranberry cranberry juice guy mm-hmm. that uh rode a skateboard drinking cranberry juice to Fleetwood Mac. Dog face. Um so that Fleetwood Mac song got really big and Matt Cutchell, I'm gonna show you guys, did a uh did a video to that song and so there's this comedy group of these black guys that were doing this is he a musician um yeah he was uh i think he was in like a he was like in an emo band in like the early 2000 <laughs> okay band? um i can't remember it, it, no one knew him like i don't think it was very big maybe it's like disney channel thing but um he, he have you guys heard of like it, it, he he's his big motto is emo's not dead I've seen that video yeah. where he's dancing to Taking Back Sunday and his, oh, yeah. his wife's like, get in the car. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. He does a lot of those. Um, he, he loves emo music and he's really good at like being an emo from the 2000s. Um, but it's this video right here that look at it's it's like these cow- cowboys air humping. That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Mara literally just sent that to me. Yeah, this was like this was probably like six months ago. Those are belt buckles, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Wranglers really are so tight. They're painted on. Anyway, he he's hilarious, but he's also pretty attractive guy. He has an attractive wife that's also really really funny. They both do skits on each other's uh, Instagrams, and um, it that he's his hilarious. wife hosts Love Island. Yeah, that she, she that just super racy show that yeah, Chris that thought that Love is Blind. Yeah, was. she she hosts. That Are show. they two different things? Love Island, Love is Blind. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Um, I remember. I remember. I googled your guy, and then Love Island was brought up, and I was oh, really? like, but then, but then I thought it was Love is Blind, and then I was like, is this the host of that show that Scott didn't <laughs> like? That's interesting. No, that's he, funny. He's uh, he's awesome though. He 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 has some funny skits, um, and that's it. All right, Chris. Matt, sorry, Matt Cutchell. If so you guys want to, I'm about up. to bring the weeb, the the weeboo, the weebo, into this. Well, I pick Cloud Strife. Um, Cloud Strife was from a video game this year. Obviously, a fictional Final name. Fantasy VII remake. Also, Smash. He was in Smash Brothers. Um, but <laughs> Troy just rolled his eyes again too. Because <laughs> I'm like, I, if you would have said Cloud from Final Fantasy, I would have been like, yeah, but you're like Cloud Strife. I'm like, who the hell is that? <laughs> he has a last name, dude. He's a person. I know. Okay. No, he's not. All right. Um, Troy, Troy was wondering what YouTube channel he had to look up. To you know what? Cloud I think Strife. I should win this one because I'm the only one that nobody else had to like Google <laughs> the names of who they are. So default winner. Thanks. Sorry, go ahead. I, you know, go on. Anyway, um, <laughs> Chris Cloud is really annoying. He was cool. <laughs> he's cool. He's, I don't know. It, it's funny when you when you play it and you're like, wow, these graphics are really good and like they they kind of did Cloud in a really good way. Like it was all, like true to the original, but like modern take on it. I, I don't know. Um, but in the game, when you're playing every single girl in the game is as thirsty as hell for cloud. <laughs> and so because of it, there was like, like a groups of people competing against one another. And they're like, I'm team Tifa. I'm team Aries. I'm team. The, the girl that never ends up being with him anyway, but all of a sudden everybody likes her because she's barely in the game at all. Um, but that's, 
Yeah. I, I don't really have a strong argument or case for this. <laughs> was it was it the dance scene that, that sold the, the dance scene was so good. I remember and, and you have to dress him up like a woman. Yeah. So he can sneak into a, a club and he has to and you have to like find like nice dresses and club doesn't half ass anything. So he's like gonna be the best looking girl. There. Please tell me he was he was carrying that big ass sword like in his like behind him while he's wearing in his bodice. <laughs> he actually didn't, but but there's a part where he takes like he like rips the dress off to reveal that he's really a man and then he has it oh so i don't know where he kept it it's video game magic yeah mm. he just unequipped it and then equipped it i have yeah, an right. idea i have an idea it was in his he, bag of holding i have an idea of where he may have sheathed it mm. you want to tell mm. me all right let's vote it's not kid appropriate neither is our show <laughs> <laughs> we sense ourselves okay let's vote in reverse order cloud strive first is that, is that how we're voting? Wait, we, what? Yeah, sure. Who Wait. votes for Cloud? Oh, no one. I can't. <laughs> Who votes for Phil Rosenthal? Oh. Tro- Troy? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just, I don't know enough about your, I don't really know any of them. So, um, but your description <laughs> made me laugh the most. So I'm going with Jake's. <laughs> Troy, Troy likes the baby in a high chair. It was great. Uh, <laughs> well, like talking about the food and the smile, it, was, it made me happy. Who, uh, who votes for uh, Matt Cutchell? I'm going to vote for Matt Cutchell. Thanks. Could he vote? Dude, I just saw a guy in a super tight <laughs> pants twisting <laughs> pelvically to got my Mac. vote. Okay. <laughs> and then Danny McBride. Wait, who'd you vote for? Matt. Oh, Chris is voting oh, for hey, Matt. Can I just not vote? I mean, then we have a three-way tie. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? No. Matt Cutchell. I don't... Yeah, he made a funny video once. <laughs> okay, well, that was lame. So was this topic. It took the wind right out of our sails. Yeah, I'm, glad we, I'm glad we didn't end on this one. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, uh, I was about to give my impassioned speech, but then you kept making fun of me i'm sorry so it was your fault welcome to my world of being on this damn podcast <laughs> <clears throat> all right one that chris might enjoy more woman crush wednesday i will enjoy this one more <laughs> who, who goes first who went first last time uh I did. jake did and so then Troy, i you liked your idea of like picking you know, like anyway uh all right so um sorry what was Woman I forget crush? who I put on. Yeah, can you tell me the name again? Because I like I went through like five. I don't think people. you should win oh. if you don't even know who you put. I do know who Aaron I put. Moriarty. Yes. Okay. So she played uh, in. She was in the boys. She played uh, Starlight. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's the name Starlight. Starlight. Okay. I was gonna say like Starburst. No, it's she's Starlight. Gorgeous. She and it's not a, like it's not even just that she's gorgeous. Like she's very very pretty. Well, no, she's beautiful. But yeah. But like her. her her character. Yeah. in The boys is great. Yeah. Um. And uh. I mean, she just. She plays that character really, really well. I mean, oh, I mean, she's in Jessica Jones. That's where I remember her from. Um, anyway, that's uh, I don't know. Like I was thinking about specifically 2020, you know, people that I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that one stood out to me the most was her in The Boys. Um, and I think she plays that that role. Great. I think she uh, <clears throat> she has to she infiltrates the seven, which is basically the Justice League and realizes they're all a bunch of, you know, pieces of and then, uh, and then she has to like be a double agent and stuff. Anyway, it's, it's pretty cool. It's an interesting show for yeah, sure. It's great. And she, she does a really good job in that as well. Yeah, she does. Anyway, Aaron Moriarty. Oh, sorry. I pick, uh, Chris, uh, I picked, uh, Gina Carano. 
and she's Big specifically from uh, Mandalorian. She's um, Cara Cara Dune. I Cara almost Dune. picked her. Yeah, and I like adore her in that show, and like when when this when season one Amanda because she's out, the only one that I actually believe when she punches a man <laughs> that he will leave his feet. <laughs> when season one of Mando came out, I was very skeptical of Star Wars. You know, I was oh, yeah. I was looking I was honestly looking for reasons not to like that. Right. Show. We were fresh on the on the heels of uh the last movie that just yeah. sucked. Like, yeah. Rise nine. of Skywalker. Yeah. And yeah. like and you knew that they like Disney has an agenda with Star Wars and it has nothing to do with putting out content that was quant uh, quality. So I was like was skeptical and I was kind of waiting for her to like kill Mando and like take his helmet off and put it on her and be like, We have a female Mandalorian, rejoice. You know, I was waiting for something like that. But it turned out she was just a really well written character <laughs> from start to finish with yeah. like a good story arc and like it, 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 if she happened to take over like naturally I'd be like I'm I'm actually okay with that because the story like the story justified the means or whatever yeah right, right. um but then Gina Carano is getting like attacked on Twitter <laughs> by like a mob of people trying to just like deplatform her trying to get her to quit trying to fire her and she stayed really like positive during the whole thing mm -hmm. and i maybe it's like she's trolling people but they'll like fire her and then she's like at the beach in a bikini <laughs> like smiling and she's like oh i love the sun They're like that's that's her response for the day and it just pisses these people off so much why do they want to fire they like tried to cancel her because she's, yeah. she's she didn't put she oh. has conservative views she didn't put her pronouns that is in, not, a, oh. in a twitter bio I and, like, see. a bunch of people asked her to and they just like wouldn't drop it and it's, so it's yeah. wow yeah i you know i was back and forth on her and then until i actually saw the season finale of season two mm -hmm. and like i don't know there's just this like she's definitely a badass mm -hmm. i mean i when i say back and forth i i always like favored like favored her but like season uh the season finale of of season two where they're like you have this non you have this like all female like group that are that are basically i remember you were, you were talking about this yeah and there's like the part where there's all all the females really yeah. kicking ass like okay so so let's talk about avengers endgame when you have that all female avengers moment yeah. and one, and uh, one was pandering and the other one exactly. felt natural exactly well, because troy, i think troy was the one that said like i didn't even notice until i was like whoa yeah, they were females. they were in the elevator and i was like oh you've got you've got a bunch of badass kicking yeah, ass I think females. everyone had the and, same uh, yeah and it wasn't like there. it wasn't just in your face like the avengers was where it's like we're like girl power and like cool if you're into that like no it was no just problem. so but jarring because, time, because like, you know physically they were all in separate areas yeah <laughs> and then a magic and then all of yeah. a sudden they were magically the they segregated and, and here yeah. i am a white dude like saying this but i don't you know whatever like i just didn't feel pandered to and i just felt like it was just natural and I, i'm gonna give john favreau and uh yeah i'm gonna give them credit for that because they were telling a story they weren't trying to tell like they weren't they, they were telling a story they put that particular element in there like, and it made sense Boba Fett had to fly yes and, and i had to go get the baby and, and, but and like but this, like, was, this was the was team gone. yeah going, ba the going team. back to what i said when chris first brought her up she's the tank mm -hmm. right so on that scene where they're fighting through the through the ship she's the one that's wrecking dudes yeah but and then the the two Mandalorians are flying around shooting people, sharp shooting yeah, people, yeah. and then the the other lady, um, the Asian one, she's she's like sniping people from the from the back, yeah. And it was everybody was playing to their strengths, yes. 
and nobody, they weren't like trying to make them more powerful than they should have been. They, they, they were like, okay, this is their backstory. Yes. We set them yes. up. Yes. They're very well, they're very well developed characters and we're going to have the characters play to their strengths. Yeah. And it was a wonderful scene. It, I loved it. it. Like, but, we, we were talking before we started recording about Miyazaki um, and how well he writes women and girls. And it's because he never calls attention to that. They are what their yeah. gender is. They are naturally they, strong they're, characters. They're just written characters. into it. Yeah. Yes. And, and so it's like, Okay, this is natural. You don't. It's not. It doesn't feel forced. In That's fact, there's a happening. there's a there's a test. I and I can't remember. And of course, I'll, I might get crap for this for not remembering. But like, there's a there's a test like that that um that you can do is basically like if if you have two uh, oh, two females two on females screen. on screen and they're not talking about a man, right? Like it's it's this like anyway, oh, yeah. it's that test, and it's like to determine if you are if you are really um, Fennec. That's your name. Anyway, Fennec. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> no, and, and I'm and I'm saying like this. This I think past that because it's like they were they were accomplishing a mission. I mean, even even uh, Gina, right? Even her gun jams, and then she finally gets to work, and then the elevator doors open, and she just plows people over. And it's like it's just a really cool scene, and she's just a really cool character. So yeah. mm-hmm. so props, you know. I and remember I, in season one too, right when she was there, and I was like, like my heart skipped a beat. I was like, oh. I was like, dude, she's really buff. <laughs> I text you guys. I was like, is it wrong that I want her to hug me? <laughs> Make me feel I safe. Be held. <laughs> and everyone was like, nope, that's completely fine because yep. I feel the same way. Yep. I would that's... totally be small spoon. To her spoon. <laughs> Absolutely. Stroke my hair, Gina. All right. Pick someone, Chris. Popcorn. Uh, Jake. Popcorn Jake. Uh, I picked Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, speaking of the uh, Queen's Gambit. So the main oh. character from the Queen's Gambit, yeah, she she's a great actress. <laughs> she's she's also incredible. insanely pretty, and she's in Split. She's yeah. in Split. And then when I when Jake picked her, I was like, oh good, I didn't have to like feel like the creep because <laughs> she's, she's so very young. young. Is she? She's so oh, she's like twenty two. Oh, that's not too bad. I uh, I watched her in Split four years ago, and I was like, "Dude, she's so pretty!" And she's like seventeen, and I'm like, "Oh no!" (laughs) Um, she's got like her eyes are massive. She looks like a doll. They're very far apart. Her eyes are, yeah, her eyes are a little far apart, but they're. She's got these big, and then, but the the way she looks in Queen's Gambit by the end, once she's grown into when she's grown up a bit and she like I liked her as a hot mess she was she's <laughs> but she's also an incredible actress she's a great her, actress her um her portrayal of that character who has all these mental issues and drug addict and like all this different stuff and then and her mom dies and she has to like deal with that stuff and the way she is able to portray that and portray it in a believable way. It, I don't know. I was, I was just super impressed with Anya Taylor joy to the point where I was like, yep, yeah, she's my favorite actress this year. For I, sure. I remember like I, I was, I was seeing her cause she played her, she played a redhead. And I remember like, I looking at her face, I'm like, I don't, know where i know her from and i looked her up on imdb and imdb Dude, and i saw that she was she i've been was creeping split. on her since split <laughs> so long. but she was on I was like oh there's my girl she was on there's split on and then of course in uh the um glass the the sequel mm-hmm. to split and then the other thing that she was in that i realized and i never even seen this movie but i saw the previews and it creeped me out and it was actually her acting the, that the did, witch was with the witch yeah. where she's playing peekaboo with the child and all of a sudden the child's yeah. gone and it's like 
The witch is that's creepy, scary. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I I was at Sundance when that was released in Sundance, and I refused to watch it. So scary. But she and I like even just a preview of her, like, and it terrified me. Is I'm like, she's a great actress. She's great. Good pick on that one. She's wonderful, and she and that alone, I was like, yep, she's my favorite actress of the year. So that's on you, Taylor Joy. That's my pick. So popcorn, last one, Scott. So I chose Julia Garner, who. It was actually because it wasn't because of what she did in 2020, but I watched it in 2020 or t- mm-hmm. 2020. Um, it, she, she's the, uh, the, oh, love yeah. intri- the love interest in Waco. And I think she's in um, Ozark. Ozark. Yeah, yeah. She, she plays the, the hillbilly. She's in Waco? Yeah. She's yeah. the, she's the oh. blonde love interest. She does she, her, love interest to who? To the, um, the, to, the, to the one guy that got it. The David Koresh. The, oh, no, no, no. He's, she's. I mean, she, she, she's like she has married Crush to David Crush, but like yeah. the, she's carrying his baby. Yeah, she well, she, the, she the, had his baby. The other the other guy who Macaulay Culkin's brother in the, mm. in the show is also he's like the main character. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, and she's his love interest. But I, I remember just being like the one from Signs. Um, the kid. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 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 She, she's just very very pretty girl, and she she kind of acts like Kristen Stewart I think she's not super uh she, she's kind of one dimensional but um I thought she played the the role very well and and I was I was just like you know watch Ozark she has you uh, haven't seen Ozark she has I haven't seen Ozark. oh she, she has high school Scott hair her she does, she does, yeah. she does. Her, her her story arc in Ozark is probably it's, my favorite one it's wild it's she's crazy. great and then her favorite her fa- my favorite quote of hers is something I'm I don't have know. to about I don't, or yeah <laughs> oh yeah I've seen, I've seen that meme <laughs> which we have to censor twice <laughs> so it's like I don't know beep about beep but you know it's it's great if you've seen the show but like she just uh, she plays into that she plays that character so well and so I haven't seen Waco but like she's great dude Waco's a great show yeah it was really good I, th- that almost I almost chose that as uh instead of um Sunderland till I die but yeah she yeah. Uh, she's a great pick I mean again some solid actresses yeah for sure. All right. All right. Voting? Voting. All right. Uh, um, I'm voting um, Anya Taylor-Joy because I personally feel like she had, <laughs> she probably had like the year. Like she was like, if you go to IMDb, she was like the most clicked yeah. on actress. For sure. Which yeah. is kind of a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. Like she was it girl for the year. I'm going to, I'm going to do the same Anya. Anya Taylor-Joy. Yep. So it, it, say Aaron Moriarty. Okay, so I'm gonna say Gina Carano. Nice. Boom. There you go. I almost Anya picked. I almost picked Taylor. Chris's, and then and then it kind of. Then I convinced over. you not to pick mine. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was, uh, like I was, we, I was, I was kind of geeking out over, it, and I'm like, yeah, this is the one. And then and then uh, and then you guys talked about like you know the little spoon. I just eh. no, I'm just kidding. But it was, <laughs> I ain't no little spoon. <laughs> it was yeah no absolutely. So cool. Yeah no. Uh, Anya was great, but every every girl, every one of those women was fantastic. I like I've lo- I've loved it, their them in all their movies they've done this year. It was awesome. All right, two more left for this episode. Two more topics. We have villain of the year. Oh, villain of the, uh, the villain. Um, I keep forgetting what went, I put went last. Uh, I'll go for Scott went last. Yeah. So, so you okay, Scott? You pick. You want to go first, or you can go first. I'll just go first. Um, I picked the entire cast of the Tiger King <laughs> <laughs> because at first I had 
Um, the main guy, what's his name? Joe, Joe Exotic. Exotic. All I could think of was Johnny Rotten. Um, Joe Exotic. <laughs> like the, the, the band? Sex Pistol. <laughs> yeah. There's also a wrestler named Johnny Rotten. Uh, no. Um, it, well, and then I was like, oh, the, the guy with the bandana. What's his name again? Oh, God. He's the worst. Yeah, nobody remembers. Like, the, with the affliction t shirts yeah, yeah. and the, the leather vest. shirts. Um, so, so, so I was like, do you know business what? Acumen. Kind of all of them were the bad. The only people that weren't were the people who worked in the zoo. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the, the poor guy that got his arm ripped off and the. Mm-hmm. The lady? I think she's a man. No, yeah, the, the guy was eaten. She's transgender. Oh, is she? Yeah. I think oh, she's a man. Okay. So it was this big thing. Because during the show. I don't think they she, ever said that. During the show, it was a she. And then after. The, oh, okay. Filmed, so so it confused a lot. But of that poor, kind of arm ripped off. Yeah, like jeez, yeah. yeah. Pete's. And then she and like, then, sh- <laughs> damn it! Why would you guys ever say they, that? Just say I don't know. And then they showed up for work the next day. <laughs> the next, like three right? days late, a right? week later. But then it was the the guy who ran it basically, and then. <laughs> All those people I thought were good. Pe- they were the only people that were redeemable on the yeah. whole damn show. Everyone and, and they're else the ones that got the shortest end of any. Well, not really. Um, what's yeah, it? no. Yeah, it's Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin, the oh. the dude with the affliction T-shirts, the the guy who ran that the other tiger place in oh, South Carolina creep. that had a harem of ski. wives. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the jet ski, guy. <laughs> the fat baby, <laughs> adult Chucky the- on a jet ski. <laughs> Does anybody watch Linus Tech Tips here? Mm-mm. What was YouTube- it? Called? YouTuber Linus oh, Tech know. Tips. There's a there's a guy in that cast of, on the YouTube channel that looks just like him. That, <laughs> that's all I can think of. That might have been, I that might have been the hardest I've ever laughed this year. Was that shot of him riding the jet the jet ski? I like what song fell were they playing off my couch. Like Highway to the Danger Zone. <laughs> so I like fell off the couch. I was laughing so hard at that moment. All right, I'll I'll uh, popcorn to Jake. Okay, my villain of the year was Ellen DeGeneres. Ooh, <laughs> I love this. Someone who got canceled. She <laughs> is. I'm usually not for the cancel culture stuff, but she has built an entire damn empire out of her personality her the cult of personality surrounding her specifically is insane and 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 it's built on the the motto of be nice of her of of being nice and kind and she is she's she's really dug herself because when she came out as lesbian her career died she and lost her she, TV show. She mm-hmm. lost it. I mean, she was in nothing. She couldn't get she, cast in she movies. She couldn't get. And then they put they they let her have a daytime TV show, and she turned that into an empire. She's like Oprah now. She yeah. is. Yeah. She is insane, and it's all built around this cult of personality that is be nice to each other, be good to each other, laugh, have a good time, dance, dance, be nice. And then come to find out she is just laying into her PAs and the people who work for her. And she is a monster and a slave driver. And and I remember thinking like, okay, so maybe she snapped at one person. And then, and then it was not just one person. It was another person and another person and another person. Oh, good for you. And then it just kept going and go. And I, when the more I heard about it, the more I was like, no, she is. 
truly a villain. She she has turned this cult of personality into something, and it it's all fake. And I mean, I when you said that, like it happened one time, remind me of that Christian Bale video. The oh yeah, thing that was the yeah, yeah. Tom, well, see, Tom really bad. It's Tom, Tom Cruise now. <laughs> Tom Cruise had his freak out, but. I think I Tom like his Cruise was a little was right. justified. Yeah, I think he was right, and he was just have like, you guys "Hey, heard it though? Like, we're finally back to work. Like, get your yeah. damn masks on, you know." Yeah. Having worked on set at a in a movie, I've ha- I've been yelled at, and I've been yelled at in front yeah. of the whole crew, and oh, it yeah. sucks. It blows. Yeah. It is one of the worst feelings. However, it if it's blows. however if it's justified, like if I was working on that crew and I was following COVID protocols. And then some other people weren't. Yeah. And the sh- whole production got and shut down. And the whole pro- production got shut down. Yeah. Like, I would hope that the the main actor would absolutely lose his damn mind absolutely. and start chewing people out in public. Right. I, like, I feel like he was justified. In that. I feel he was 100% justified. So I, I have thoughts on, on this Ellen thing because I, I didn't follow it too closely. So I don't know how many people have, like, came out and accused her. But it seemingly all started because she posted a video of her and w bush george w bush yeah and people are like whoa you can't hang out with people that we don't like mm-hmm. yeah and then she and then it was like oh this one actress uh called her out because she invited her to her birthday party and she didn't show up and then i'm like hold on did you just hear what you just said she didn't go to your birthday party <laughs> and so it's like she's like 69 years old like you know she's an older lady she's built an empire but Look at how many years she's been on TV and how generous she's been and how much money she's given away, how many donations she's, how many charities she's donated to. And she's bettered a lot of lives too. How many lives she's bettered, how many people she's employed, how she's almost single-handedly like brought LGBTQ people onto TV. Yeah. So it's like, it's hard for me to be like, okay, you're like maybe five or six years of tyranny cancels everything that you've done good i mean it's the same thing the same thing where kevin hart had a homophobic joke in like 2008 on twitter and then like he Mm -hmm. has been he's 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 a great comedian he's a great guy and then he gets canceled sort of gets canceled his his cancellation was was reversed if you want to call that but but he still wasn't able to host that show it's like i don't know i i I don't think it's the same thing just playing devil's advocate here because uh because she because of the the kind of the irony of her her whole brand is yeah. is to be kind and be nice and be good to each other and that's how we're gonna solve the world's problems yeah, yeah. and then She's and she goes backstage and and is the opposite. I, I feel of like that. I'm a ping pong ball here going back and, and, and forth. And so it's so it, it's kind of like a cruel irony and like a uh kind of the one of there's the what is it instant justice type yeah. thing where it's I but. but yeah. It's hard because I mean, like, cancel culture is is frustrating already. But it's also like, if it's justified, like, I get it. Again, I don't, I don't believe in canceling people. Yeah, I think I don't think she should lose her show. For right. It. I just think I, I just love. She should be called out for. It. I love the Absolutely. fact that she is. She built this cult of personality, and then it it all ended. Yeah, up being, and, and I mean, you just hate fake people. Yeah, hate nobody arrived. But I don't even know. Like, are these stories like have they been corroborated? Yes, like, are they yeah. 100% yeah. No, nobody true wants that? to work for someone who's two faced. Like, what is if, true is all of her charity. Like, sure. That's, I mean, can you imagine though? Like, I mean, I'm sure we all can think of somebody, but can you imagine like working for someone that is just a complete monster to you, and then the whole like 
world basically worships this person she's like person. for how nice she is yeah, for how she, nice and, and she, she is it, and how much she's bettering the world and like yeah she's a monster to so, you. Like, so, so just a counterpoint suck. is it is it you could argue that she's just buying your your, your love for her type thing. not not you love not that you love her that, that, yeah like i don't even have like strong like my mom loves her to, so much so that it's annoying mm-hmm. so so she kind of bugs me because, most people's moms do yeah <laughs> Um, that's half the country can say yeah. those words. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like, I just, I just think it's sad that like a, one person can do one thing wrong, and it started off with her. But that's, a video but that's, of George but that's, Bush, but that's like, not, but that's the thing is it's not one thing wrong. Well, it's years like of the, it's years of it. The toppling piece was like her choice of friends. Or or something or like an actor. Well, who knows? Who actress. knows if these people would have come out and said it, right. wh- yeah. whether or not and it doesn't matter. Not, that's not what this category, this episode's supposed to be about. So, should, should. I think we should move on. Yeah, should we popcorn? Yeah. Troy. All right, my villain of the year is. Uh, so I had to do a little bit of a true crime plug here, but so this is actually a real villain. Uh, it's called the Golden State Killer. Have you guys heard of this guy? Uh. Uh-uh. All right, so this is from a true crime documentary that came out in 2020 called "I'll Be Gone in the Dark." And it's very, very, it's just heart wrenching. Was it on HBO? It was. Okay. Yes, I think so. Um, and it's so HBO is your new Netflix. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. So the story behind what, well, I'll be gone in the dark. I'll try to be really quick, but was, uh, her name is, um, oh, I can't remember her first name. I want to say her last name is McNamara. McNamara. Um, anyway, she, she is, she is the, uh, wife or was the wife. She passed away of, um, Oh, crap. Now I can't remember his name. <laughs> um, he's a comedian. He's in AP bio. He's the principal in AP bio. Um, Pat Oswalt. Okay. Um, she was, she was his wife and she was really into true crime. She had a true crime documentary or true crime podcast and everything. And she actually would start doing researches re- like her own research on unsolved crimes. And she would actually kind of help solve these crimes. Wait, She's passed away. You said, yeah. 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 So, and it was actually, it was actually working on this story that she ended up accidentally overdosing and dying. And it's actually a really sad episode. Um, and then, and then Patton kind of like continued the whole thing, but basically there was a serial rapist and a serial murderer in California in the sixties and seventies. Um, they went by two different names. It was the East area rapist. And then the, uh, can't remember what it was but anyway it was it was the in two different locations and they thought it was two different people and then it just basically kind of became that there was this this killer who was real and destroyed a lot of lives like we're talking like ted bundy style here right mm-hmm. uh ended up being these two killers in these two different areas ended up being the same person because they were able to match the dna right eventually but they couldn't get a dna match and she ended up coining the name golden state killer and it's actually really cool. I'm kind of giving away this, this whole thing because it's really cool how it's, it's a tragedy because so many lives were ruined. Um, and even her own life was lost in the pursuit of, fi- of catching this guy, but it was actually her method that ended up catching this guy. And it's, it's kind of ironic because we mentioned 23 and me. So was it like a cold case or was he alive? What? Yeah. So, so, so basically so they actually caught him. Yeah. So, okay. I'm, I'm giving away the, the true crime, but it doesn't sound like you guys are giving away the documentary, but it sounds, it doesn't sound like you guys are going to watch it anyway. And it's anyway, and neither are you out there. <clears throat> so the and if, if, of true crime. if you are, if yeah. you haven't watched it, like, I mean, go watch it. But like, basically uh, they, she did a 23 and me, basically a, a, a DNA thing. And so they determined that they were going to get a DNA, a, a 
digital profile, digital DNA profile of this guy's DNA, right. That they had from the crime scenes. And then they, and it was her idea. Everything was cold. They had no more leads. They were done. Right. That, but she's like, Hey, let's do this. And then they built a digital profile. They submitted it and everything. And they found relatives and they were able to like start whittling things down until they actually found the guy. Interesting. And they, and it was a hundred percent DNA match and everything. The guy eventually even confessed and his trial he, where he was sentenced was actually like, it was like, not that long ago. It was like October. Um, and so the, so they found the guy, he's like 80, you know, he's he's old and how many examples there are of people with a podcast who have found these killers. Yeah. And I'm like, we have FBI agents, right? What the hell are they doing? Right. But I mean, (laughs) it it just takes that one, that one simple, like that, that thought being like, Hey, Let's maybe we could, maybe we could, maybe we could create a DNA profile. You know, I, I just watched, um, Zodiac, a couple months that is ago. such a good movie dude, dude that movie and, is insane I, and it's very similar where, where, it's, where it's like and the fact that a bunch of amateur, amateur code breakers yeah. broke yeah. the code yeah and they, they figured out what the note was after what 40 50 years did you guys see what it said i read it but don't forget remember. to drink your ovaltine <laughs> <laughs> um son of a bitch <laughs> crummy ad <laughs> <laughs> anyway i'll get off my soapbox golden state killer Real killer, real serial killer, real serial rapist, killed and ruined Golden State killer. Real ruined, ruined a lot of lives, but <laughs> has been caught and has been sentenced and tried this year. So it's also applicable to 2020. So 2020 Cobalt Award years for villain of the year, Golden State Warrior. Golden State killer. Pretty Mike convincing. Mic drop. Popcorn, Chris. Am I last? Did you go yet? Scott you are last. I am last? Yes. What was yours? Scott started with Tiger King. Right. Okay. So, um, I'm, I kind of am passionate about mine, <laughs> and I'll give you, but we're over time, so I'm kind of torn right now. I'm sorry. But uh, uh, Daniel LaRusso is my pick. And in a year of negativity, you know, of like a year filled with actual villains in our life, I didn't really want to like focus on stuff that depressed me <laughs> too much. So I, w- I was like, who, what's a person that I was like a villain that I love to hate? Or even just like hated to hate. And what's shocking to me is Cobra Kai took one of the most beloved movie characters of all time and turned them into a slime ball. That I you, wouldn't go that far. I mean, so he's a bit he's, of a, he's a bit of an antagonist. This, the but. show is gray and he's the antagonist. He's the antagonist to the protagonist. I mean, and there, there is no bad guys in Cobra Kai. It's yeah, all about okay. perspective. As long as you put it that way, it's about perspective yeah, and they, it's they about talk perspective, about perspective. Yeah. Right. But the and the protagonist of the show is Johnny Lawrence, and he is antagonized by Daniel. Absolutely. And they, they kind of flip it on its head because Daniel rode that wave, and he became very successful. He's uh, very wealthy in L.A. He sells cars. He is like a car empire. Um, the very first time you see him as a perspective character... He wakes up to like a Sinatra song, like "You Make Me Feel So Young." Oh yeah, it's 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 <laughs> yeah, and he's like got a spring in his step everywhere he goes. And Johnny, who the only reason he had money is because he had a wealthy, abusive stepdad. He used to abuse him, abuse his mom, and then just like buy him a motorcycle to say sorry. Right. Like that's how he got his money. But it, there was no happiness in this house growing up. So now he's a schlub who lives in apartments, and he's a repairman. 
And when Johnny finally gets like the gumption to open up his dojo, man in an apartment complex. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You need to watch it, dude. (laughs) You need to watch it. But I know, I know. There's a lot of parallels. Sure, sure, sure. But 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 it's done well. Yeah. yeah, He gets the gumption to open up his dojo. So what does Daniel do? He goes to the person that owns the strip mall and uh, reverse psychologies him to up the rent so he can kick him out. He's like, I'm going to squash Cobra Kai before it even starts. Right, because Cobra Kai was the dojo that pulled him. <laughs> yeah, and, and, sure. and talking about parallels, the it. reason it, why he opens his dojo is because is because he beat up a bunch of kids saving one another kid. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a bunch of bullies beating up a kid. So Johnny goes and beats up those kids. And then Daniel's like, and then goes to jail. I heard you've been beating the <laughs> out of a couple of kids. And this kid happens to be dating his daughter so and his daughter is a rich girl like a the daughter of a rich guy yeah you know so there's, there's a lot of dynamics that's kind of interesting to mm-hmm. so they they managed to take daniel larusso like this, this kid from jersey who had nothing he, he's like a self-made man but then he kind of like forgets where he comes from yeah and he uses money he uses his influence can i get in your corner here a little bit yeah. so so this is interesting because like because daniel larusso as the antagonist is is a little strange because daniel larusso is the karate kid right um he's mr miyagi's uh protege right and so you you have so this idea of him being the antagonist is kind of interesting because of the things that he does he's he's a little like he's reactionary and so you go back with like i did and i watched the three karate kids mm-hmm. and daniel larusso even in those is very reactionary mm-hmm. very hot-headed i mean he threw the first punch to dan to, yeah. to he, yeah. he threw the first punch sure. he was very he did the the water at the howling uh-huh. party like you know like yeah the other ones the other guys were bullies too but he was so the, there were the times fir- where he was like the first time i heard this theory or this mm-hmm. uh but it was is, written really well into his character is, is, is what i'm saying was on uh how i met your mother yeah remember, I, remember that they took that idea and they ran with it yeah and it's it's been like it's been like in the zeitgeist for so long that they were able to make a show like a, a really good show it's so crazy but like yeah. is, it, that, is that where it started because i, I want to say yes he was in it yeah. he was in the show because yeah. the, danny the, 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 the johnny ralph yeah. machiat yeah, yeah. Ra- he was in how i met your mother so, and so so here's the thing about that as well is like you have this antagonist <laughs> who is definitely like he's not a bad guy but like there's like there is no bad guys but you have like he is has these constant things where he's like reacting and then he has to go back to this like lesson that mr miyagi taught him and stuff and he kind of like tries to be the better guy and Mm -hmm. you know the better person and anyway so it's just yeah yeah like there's a scene where they're they're trying to defend their banning of cobra kai and daniel larusso stands up and he's like guys guys you don't understand like i know what it's like to be bullied at the school and one guy's in the crowd and he's like, bull and I heard you were the bully. And he's like, what? Because it's just about perspective. It's about like, like uh, Johnny Lawrence tells the story. He's like, yeah. I was in love with this girl. She was my first love, you know, and we got into a little fight and we always got into little fights. And I went to go apologize to her like I always do. But then there was LaRusso there. He was never there before, but all of a sudden LaRusso was there and he wouldn't let me talk to her. He kept putting his nose in where it didn't belong. So I shoved him. And then what do you do? He sucker punches me in the face, which actually happened. Yes, yeah. which actually happens. Yeah. And so I was like, if I was trying to like go apologize to my girlfriend, and some dude was like, "Hey man, leave her alone," I was like, "Who are you? Get, get out of here." I'm talking. To him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, it's it's just funny. Like they they really because they they definitely have not like made up. They're still rivals, but it just escalates with like, yeah, yeah it's it's really and, well. Done. And then. You know, the st- I don't want to give anything away on the show. 
I, the the show. I'll just say this: the show does eventually show you who the real villain is. That's all I'll say. Sure. Who even isn't really that bad of a guy? Uh, I mean, he has his reasons. Is it Miyagi? I mean, he's no Hitler, yeah. but no. <laughs> <laughs> but he's. Right. Pretty- <laughs> I mean, not even Hitler was Hitler. Okay, right? um, uh, let's see. We should vote. Mm-hmm. What are the choices? It was Ellen uh, and Golden Tiger State. King cast, Tiger Golden State King. Killer, and Daniel Russo. I'm going to vote for Golden State Killer. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to vote for Golden State Killer too. Okay. Um, I'm going to vote Daniel Russo. I'm going to vote Tiger King cast. Okay. Golden State Killer it is. Golden State Killer. I, I actively dislike those people. <laughs> Which, it's actually interesting, this topic, because um, you picked a fictional character. And the rest you, of you didn't. You picked a, a, an entire cast based off of a reality TV show. And uh, you picked a you picked a, a real, real person. person. And then and then I picked a, a, real, serial, person. a real person, serial killer. Sorry. Okay. Um you went last, so you can either go first or pick next. Uh, my hero of the year. This is our next hero category. Of the Final year. category. Final of, category of, of the evening. Episode one. Day <laughs> one of our Cold War Season four. Um, to contrast, <laughs> to contrast <laughs> this dichotomy, Johnny Lawrence is my hero of the year. <laughs> and Johnny I Lawrence. I didn't realize you loved Cobra Kai this much. Too. Yes, I do. I think it's awesome because I did let too. Me, let me show you my when, ringtone and my wallpaper. When season My f- wallpaper is hot. <laughs> Hawk is a so Johnny Lawrence <laughs> is a schlub who is his life has spiraled ever since he lost that karate tournament and he lost his girlfriend. He's a a bad father. He's a bad husband, bad parent, everything. He's just his life he's sucks. Alcoholic, you know, and he's like obsessed with like the eighties. But he like, only drinks Coors Banquet. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> um. But then uh, he he happened chance. Uh, this is in episode one, so I guess I can kind of say. But he ends up saving a kid who is getting picked on and bullied, and he um, saves him from other bullies. He was a kid that just moved there, a dark skinned tall, skinny, brown kid, like not unlike Daniel. And he trains him. And he when he like finally deciding to like open up his own dojo, he's like, I think I found what I was put on this earth to do. I was put on this earth to like. To, to, to not to train kids, but to like help you not be picked on. So he opens up Cobra Kai and he keeps the same mottos, you know, strike first, strike hard, no mercy. And he's like, this isn't about karate. This is about life. Be aggressive. You know, like if you want that job, go strike first and strike hard. Take show it. them, show them yeah. no mercy while you're there. Take it. This is yours. This isn't about karate. This is about life. You know, so it flips, it flips the show, the movie on its head because it you, does. Didn't, you didn't really get that perspective from the show. You only, you only got it, or I'm sorry, for the movie. You got it from his perspective in yeah. the show. And you got Mr. Miyagi's thing about, it's all about balance and it's and all about self-defense. Like, and it's self-defense and just like, and it's just this very much like, <clears throat> like chi, J- Japanese, Okinawa, you know, mm-hmm. like all of that, all of that. And then, and then Cobra Kai was just this like very aggressive, like punch you in the face, like, like, you know, aggressive, <laughs> like just, and then, and then, it, like you said, it just flips it on his head where he starts helping a kid mm-hmm. with these anyway sorry and he, he's not a saint like immediately like he's still like a no. terrible person he's still like drinking too much it's like uh you know like those bad movies bad teacher bad santa bad yeah, yeah, yeah. i can't oh, believe yeah. you guys haven't seen this show he's like bad Shame sensei on you. Like, i'm sorry i would say he's like bad <laughs> sensei you know but he's like slowly learning and bettering he's like we're today we're gonna learn uh defense and the best defense is more offense <laughs> and so he like 
makes everyone like take a punch to the face because <laughs> they've never been punched before and he doesn't want a, a classroom full of flinchers right and there's a kid with a, a cleft palate and he is doesn't say like two words before he's in like six five or six episodes and he finally shows up at cobra kai because he sees the, the kid's name is miguel he sees miguel's like how he's progressing how he's becoming more confident and he shows up and johnny's like hey lip come up here front and center and he's like uh don't don't call me lip and he's like why you don't like that he's like you think in the real world people are, aren't going to call you lip you have a weird lip get up here lip and he's like please i'd really like it if you didn't call me that and he's like flip the script then gouge your eye out and wear an eye patch we can call you patch like do something <laughs> to flip the script and that, own it that flip the script part was, was yeah. really good well really well i think so too yeah. and he's like own it and so the kid like leaves and he's like oh great we got another quitter and the next day he shows up with a blue mohawk and a tattoo and just like confidence and he's yeah. probably my favorite character in the yeah. show nice yeah he, he has a good story arc a little bit of like there's a lot of characters that bounce around and his, he's he's one of them and that's the one on your phone mm-hmm. nice and, yeah. and and he's like he shows up and he's like and he's badass, I flipped the dude. script and he's now so i'm hawk. badass like don't call me lip don't call me you know i'm hawk his name's like eli but like you don't even remember that he's just hawk but like right. and the other thing is that, that's really cool <laughs> is that like miguel's moment and i'm not going to give it away but his moment that he gets to shine mm-hmm. is so well and it's done. built to it so yeah, well it's built to it's like it so five well episodes and just in. like and it just and then it just happens you're like oh my goodness this is why i love the show yeah. and then and then it kind of keeps going and then you see like the good that johnny lawrence is doing but also the like that it's un um it's it's uh what's it called it's just not non-traditional non-traditional mm-hmm. yeah unconventional that's the word i'm thinking mm-hmm. of. yeah so and it's it's really funny because this show is made for us like it's made oh, for yeah, people totally, our age totally right because he's like what's a safe space like what's a yeah like he walks it <laughs> like they the walk internet? in there and miguel uh he calls miguel a pussy and he's like don't you think that's genderizing and he's like what the hell is that <laughs> he's genderizing it means you uh you know what never mind <laughs> and so the whole rest of the show, there's even like a, a girl in there and she's like yeah don't be a pussy <laughs> and, and it's interesting but it's just, you it's see like, all these kids who were bullied it's a dojo full this, of nerds get this confidence confidence it, yeah it's interesting and it's it's totally not what you expect out of the cobra kai because the cobra kai kids were all bullies you know right they yeah. were the, but anyway it's interesting i could talk about cobra kai all night yeah in fact, i think we have what was my pick <laughs> okay so, chris pick uh jake me i picked ted lasso um ted lasso is a story about a college foot an america college football coach in america gets picked to be the coach of an english premier soccer team and uh he goes over to england and they Everybody is so negative. The entire show, everything about it is, is he is, everything is coming down on him. He's expected to fail. Nobody expects him to win. He doesn't know the sport. He doesn't know the country. He has the, the line in the first episode where he's like, okay, uh, we're here in, in England. And then he says, someone says something about Wales or Scotland or something. He goes, wait, is that, that's not England. Right. And he goes, no. He goes, how many countries are in this country? And he says four. And he's like, Oh, He, he has this, like, he, yeah, UK and anyway, it he, almost it's almost like a simple-minded uh, character, but he grows it, it, and he reveals that he's not simple-minded. And 
his whole thing is, I may not know the sport, but I'm a damn good coach. I can coach people. I know, I know people and I'm good at, at, at being with people, but like he's having trouble at home with his wife and his kid who are back in America. And he, uh, everything is just so negative, but he keeps this positive mental attitude and the owner of the soccer team is trying to make him fail. And he, wakes up every morning and cooks her cookies and he brings in these biscuits for her every Monday, every Monday he brings her biscuits that he home makes for because her. Because the English and, call cookies biscuits. And, but he, lo- but like everything he does is just super positive and he's super happy and he's super upbeat all the time, no matter how awful his life is getting. And then one night it gets too much. And the, the equipment manager tries to ask him a question. He snaps at the guy, but then he comes back the next day and the first, before he does anything, he's about to give a big speech to the team just before their big match. And he, he, he goes before he does any of that, he takes the equipment manager to the side and he says, listen, man, I'm sorry about last night. I shouldn't have done that. I was having a bad night, but that doesn't excuse me from, from doing being mean to you last night. He's just like the most positive person. And um, I'm going to reveal my Reese's in this, but like he made me cry. Reese's are Mississippi dude. (laughs) He really is. But he made me cry multiple times watching that TV show that Ted Lasso did just by being. And the fact that it's played by Jason Sudeikis. It sounds un Jason Sudeikis. It's the most, it's the least. Jason he, pl- he plays such a role. good jerk. He like, plays such a good a-hole, but yeah. he, that's he's not his Ted gum Lasso. fast with his hands on his hips. Ted Lasso is the opposite of that. And, and, and what's funny about the whole show is that it started because of a commercial, uh, uh, pre- English, the um, Premier League. Oh, yeah. That, it was he, a he, joke. Yeah, he did a commercial where he was a he was a football coach that came. Was this to, like a BBC show? Like a No, British? it's Apple. It's Apple TV. It's Apple oh. TV. Oh. And, but like. They, they, uh, they produced it and everything? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, By it's the, one of their flagship shows on Apple right. streaming. By the end of the season, though, he's won everybody over to his side. The. The players that are the most hard-nosed players they all everybody who hates him the english uh the english media they're they're notorious in real life for being just the worst the worst to the soccer coaches over there and he wins them all over and just because of his positive mental attitude and his positivity with uh just being a coach it is all earned though like it's 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 not like all like butterflies and rainbows it, mm-hmm. it is it is oh earned. he goes through it yeah he goes through the ringer through the show yep and but he's and he says it in the show i'm a damn good coach and that's what he is he's a damn good coach and he does his job so well and i don't know ted lasso to me is like the epitome of what a hero is so that's and what 2020 needed and what 2020 needed absolutely Oh, I will. I will say this. I it's a show I definitely want to watch now. Oh, like, it is. Yeah. I've Dude. tried to watch it. I just like can't. Well, subscribe. I love. I love Jason Sudeikis. I don't know but, my but, Apple ID anymore. Yeah, I can't change my old credit card. I can't. I didn't. I didn't know anything about the show. Honestly, hadn't even heard of it. Um, and uh, and I. But I love Jason Sudeikis, and you sold me on the show. I'm gonna go watch Dude, it. Dude, it it's one of my. It's. I was shocked at how much I liked that show. Yeah, I watched it in like two nights. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Um, popcorn Scott. 
Hero of the Year. So mine is a a pair of gentlemen named John Favreau and Dave Filoni, who <laughs> who created Mandalorian. I was actually really jealous that you put this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, because they are kind of single handedly saving Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, like both of them single handedly. Well, I mean, like double handedly. <laughs> um, no, like seriously, with both of their hands. Because so the, the first season was just plain good. It was it was a good freaking show, and yeah, and everyone loved it. The second season transcends it. it. Transcends it. it. It it like it's the um the ramp. Yeah, it's yeah. ramping. It, it's just. So 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 good. Well, so and, and yeah, exponential. It, it just it's just taking off like a rocket. It just it just captures uh, pun intended. It captures the magic of the universe that is Star Wars it, it, without even showing a Jedi until season two. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's right. like you not even use, see. But then I, I mean, made it. that very last moments of season. Well, like, like well, I'm, like talking about, I'm talking about. Oh, I guess Ahsoka. Ahsoka. But, but, but even, it made she's film, not technically a Jedi. It made a film more special. Like when you finally saw one. But like, but yeah, yeah. for sure. For oh yeah, sure. absolutely. And you see the you see the dark saber at the end of season one and everything. Spoiler, but it's anyway. always told from the perspective of a Jedi. But when you see it from yes, theirs, and you're yes. like, these guys are awesome. Yeah, like no wonder people worship them and listen well, to what they say. And I, I'll I'll be honest, like like the Star Wars universe, I never really <coughs> want, I never really understood why Boba Fett was so popular among he Star just Wars. Looked cool. I mean, yeah, he had, a, he, cool, he had a cool helmet and he had a cool little thing, but I was like, what? And he had a jetpack and it's but cool. Both Boba but, and Django had unser- uh, like ignominious deaths that were like yeah. super underwhelming yeah, yeah, yeah. deaths. And then, and then you hear about the, the Mandalore, like the lore of the Mandalore, right? Or lore of Mandalorian, Mandalorians, sorry. <laughs> called Mandalore. <sighs> Mandalore. Anyway, so you hear about this lore and then it's like how they were like these great, these great warriors and stuff. And you even get a little bit of it in Clone Wars and stuff. <laughs> and then you just like, I just don't feel like it's done justice. And then you have the Mandalorian and this, and you're like, okay, I can see why these guys are, badasses yep. and then and then uh, but it does it on such a like you take okay can i <laughs> i've been on a lot of soapboxes here can i get on one real quick <laughs> yeah okay uh, my issue i was actually talking to chris about this the other the other day um my issue with star wars as a whole is this issue of escalation okay this escalation let's just talk about let's just talk about the ability to destroy planets. You have a whole friggin' death star that can destroy one planet. Oh, and then they have another death star. Right. And then it's like, Oh, and then, and then the force awakens comes out and there's a planet. That's a death star that can destroy seven other planets. And then you have like, Oh, Hey, in, um, what's the last one rise of sky or the whatever. Right, sky. Yeah. Wall, yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, now we have star destroyers that can destroy planets. And it's like, it's just this. Escalation. And, have, and that's like, just, 8,000 yeah, of them. And that's just that part. And then you have like Jedi's and it's like, Oh, Jedi's can do this now. And Jedi's can do this now. When, when in really reality, like you have a new hope and you have the, the first trilogy and it's like, and now you the, understand why people don't like Superman. <laughs> Actually, I was going to use Goku as an example, but, but here, but I'll tell you, Superman had that. And mm-hmm. then they dialed him back. Mm-hmm. They dialed him back because they realized there's this issue of escalation. This is the thing with star Wars. Star Wars has been having this issue of escalation. It's essentially, essentially because of the force Jedi and the Sith can basically do anything they want to, as long as you can imagine it or hologram. Yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, paint yourself in the corner. Yeah, and then, yeah. Yeah. You can do anything you want. And then, and then Mandalorian comes out and it takes everything. And it's like, we're going to take this broad universe that everybody's just 
just escalated and we're going to make it make it simple. A, a samurai we're, western yeah we're going to make it a yeah exactly we're going to make it it's just a simple we're going to keep it simple and 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 just really tell this easy story and then eventually maybe include some of these characters but not really and i i don't know i don't know if that was necessarily on purpose but from what um favreau and floney did but it was In well way, done it's uh it's i mean it's, it's what everybody wanted and not really knowing what they wanted but it's like that it's like wanted. last of us it's like a guy and like a thing you care about it's it's uh, God of War. Yeah. 100%. You know, it's The Road. Yeah. McCormick McCarthy. And, and, and the other thing is getting back to Favreau and Filoni being the heroes is um, they're kind of the last um, <clears throat> conduit to the original creator of Star Wars. Because mm-hmm. um, Lucas won't work with like. Yeah. It, well, uh, well, it, it, he's, he, yeah, he's not Bob included. Iger. He's not included in any of that. And so, but but Fav- Filoni has this like 10 year like more than 10 year relationship with him where he, he's basically his his Proto- padawan mm-hmm. um, ah, nice one and uh and so it's like the the last like he, he's been trained in the ways of star wars and he's the only one yeah. feloni really but um and so and and then, and then he's his, a master his, storyteller exactly so you have you have the brains and the and then the um the packaging of favreau it's like it's like this perfect duo to to just yeah. take Star Wars to the next That's level. That's where so the original trilogy, uh, the only one the, I don't think that uh, that um, now I can't George th- Lucas Lucas I don't think Lucas directed any of those. Original. He directed the first one. He directed the first he directed, one. And then Lawrence the, Lawrence Kasdan. Lawrence Kasdan came in. Yeah, and that's what that's so Kasdan and Lucas is. To the to the seventies and eighties is what Favreau and Filoni is to now. Yep, because because Lucas, when you watch the the prequel trilogy, mm-hmm. Lucas has a mind for lore and a mind for world building, and it is second to none. But what he cannot do is he cannot direct. No, he, he is, cannot write scripts. He can't write scripts. <laughs> well, he can't write. Di- he can't write dialogue. He can't write dialogue. <laughs> he can't direct. He can't do any of that. But that's and but Kasdan could and Kazdin made those I mean the best movie is by far by far is episode five right mm-hmm. and that's Kazdin made that directed that Empire movie strikes back yeah yeah exactly and Filoni is the uh is the Lucas he's Lucas's yeah Padawan, Padawan. He, really he is, he is he, <coughs> that no one in history has made more Star Wars content than Dave Filoni. Right. It's funny that he started off on like Cartoon Network, like yeah. making I, yeah. cartoons. Right, right. Yeah. And spoiler alert, we're going to be talking more about Clone Wars. I was just thinking Clone that Wars. the next episode is going to be filled with community and Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and Filoni is the Lucas and Favreau is the Kazdin. Favreau, we, we have these two guys that can create lore and mm-hmm. create a world. Yeah. And then we also have the guy that can, that can direct... It that can write and direct the movie and direct the actors. And these two, well, and he's the maestro. He, he, he pulls in good directors to, oh, yeah. to do episodes. I think Taika Absolutely. Waititi was part of it. And yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. And like, yep. a couple you know other. what else I like too was, uh, who's the guy that directed Ant-Man? Oh uh, yeah. Um, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. No, the, the shooter, the guy that got to replace him. Cause Edgar Wright didn't do. Oh, right. He wrote it, but he didn't direct it. Yeah. I forgot his name, but he's, He's the one that directed the last episode with with Luke. Oh yeah, it's um, Ryan Johnson. 
No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was like, the, the, not you? the last episode. The last. Sorry, I thought you were going with uh, uh, Dave. No, that. I was like, are you trolling me right now? <laughs> I, I thought that was you a joke. Like a bad word. <laughs> I thought you meant the last, uh, like last episode nine, because it's yeah. episodes. <laughs> the, so because the they're, chapter, they're chapters in uh, yeah. in Mandalorian. Peyton so, Reed. Peyton Reed is was Ant Man, and they kind of recruited him over from like MCU to do Star Wars now. And they took a huge gamble on him because he was like a shooter director. He was like, we're going to hire you because you can listen and take advice. And you like you can fill a role. Yeah. Thing. And then they gave him probably their most important episode of the whole season. And he nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, so, nailed it. so and then good. he after that, he tweeted to Mark Hamill like it was an honor yeah. working with you. And Mark Hamill responded like, thank you for taking me back to a time when Luke was like actually still a beacon of hope. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that was a, powerful. And not tweet. a schlub. So yep. good. Powerful tweet. Yeah, and it was, it was a shot across the bow of Ryan Johnson, who I just mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Who, who, who castrated, uh, Skywalker. Did you see the, uh, the Twitter exchange between, um, Ming Na Wen and, uh, and Luke. Mm-mm. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. So Ming Na Wen, got on and was just like it was unbelievable anyway it was the exact same thing where they the two of them had this twitter exchange about like it was an absolute honor to share the screen with both of like both of them Mm -hmm. were just like this was awesome like the excitement around this show and it all starts with these two guys there's so much brilliance with it too because like you even look at like the child or baby Yoda or now Grogu. It's like when that first moment, when it, when you see it in the little hand and you see the ears and stuff. And like, all of a sudden everybody is fascinated with, with, everybody with the child. Was talking and it's like, it. even, even like these people who are not star Wars fans or you wouldn't even think are star Wars fans are watching Mandalorian because they want to know what happens to the child. The, the also, most depressing thing impressive thing is how well they kept both Grogu a secret and Luke a secret because mm-hmm. yeah. no one knew. And, and, they were able to hold Disney off, yeah, with Grogu with the with oh, the child, yeah, yeah. by not by not uh, merchandising. merchandising before the show, yeah, which is impossible. So it was in huge demand, but they were just getting the merchandising up and running. I also yeah. heard that they didn't like it caught Disney off guard. There was immediate demand, mm-hmm. and they were like, uh, "We can't." Do and, that. and I think that, that's <laughs> we the whole don't even thing. Have, like plans with with like Gina Carano getting trying to get canceled and stuff. <clears throat> she she's a pivotal part pivotal part of like Star Wars' most successful thing in the last decades. Yeah, and and so it's like Since she she she's kind of in a position where it's like. I, I like she, she, she has the seen, power. Like I've also and, seen and that's the same with Favreau. It's like he, he and, and Filoni, like they're in this position where they can start calling shots because they've created something that is so iconic and so loved so broadly uh, that like they 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 they're in a spot where that they episode call shots. crashed Disney's servers. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I've seen that Favreau is actually defending Carano yeah. a lot. That is. Favreau is really. He wants like to give her going her to own bat, show. Going to bat with her for her yeah. against the Twitter mob. Well, and, and, and so cool. talk about writing, like we talked about earlier, but they're so good at writing the women, which is a big deal in, in today's culture in, in Hollywood and everything. And they, they do it so stop. well, but, but they do it in a way that it's not pandering. And so they don't, I, I feel like they don't get enough praise for it. I, yeah. I agree with you on that. Yep. And, and here's the other thing. Like we all agree that the last episode of season two was very, very good. 
And like, it was, it was like, we all talked about nearly being or being brought to tears when, oh, yeah, I, when I, Luke I showed up. I mean, and you have him going through, he's, he's mowing through these, these dark troopers and, and like, like, like easy. And, 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 the- and, and then, and then Mandalorian had a hard time with just one of them. But that, that moment, I mean, that moment when, when, uh, when, uh, Din Djarin is looking at Grogu and he takes off his helmet in front of everybody oh, and he's goodness. not supposed to. And they're like, you know, touches his face and it's just the first it's time just, he saw his face. Yeah. And it's just heart wrenching. And then you're just like, you're like John Favreau and Dave Filoni spent two seasons to get Building up to, up to, to get up moment. to this moment and this moment. Dude, stop. Okay, honestly, <laughs> this moment is, tears come out of my this face. moment is something Me I and needed. My sons were like just sobbing at this part. Like <laughs> this, this moment, oh. like this, this episode in this moment was, I think, what a lot of people kind of needed in 2020. I mean, yeah. honestly, like, yeah. and I know it didn't come out that Especially long ago. Especially Star Wars fans who yeah. had to go through episode eight yeah. and nine. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, a little bit of a little bit of plug there, but yeah, um, I'll I'll just go ahead and I mean, go ahead. (laughs) So I pick, uh, it's, it's Rick Sanchez, but it's, it's Rick and Morty, right? Uh I I don't know if it's Rick Smith or Rick Rick Sanchez, Rick Sanchez. I thought so, but sometimes it's Smith anyway, whatever it's, they're in different universes, but anyway, Rick and Morty, the reason why I picked him is like, obviously Rick is the, uh, is really an anti-hero, but he's my hero of the year because in some of my Morty. In some of my darkest moments uh, of 2020, I just turn on Rick and Morty and just be able to just laugh. And Rick Sanchez's optimistic attitude. Well, it's just and no, no, it's his not even that. Worldview. It, it's not even that. It's his actual. It's actually his pessimism, his nihilism, his, his nihilism. Yeah, it's it's his. He's like, and like it doesn't matter. Like like. I don't know that he just nothing really mattered. And like, even there's this episode where uh, it's the heist episode, and like this crowd is booing at him, booing him, and he's like. Your booze, I, I know what you cheer for. You're like, your booze bring me confidence or whatever. I, like he's, he's dissing this entire crowd, but he just, he's just this anti-hero that he's really kind of a villain if you want to call him that. But like, and it's not just Rick, it's Rick and it's Rick and Morty who are actually funny enough based off of Doc and Marty. But, um, but, uh, that show, and maybe I should put the writers of Rick and Morty, the creators of Rick and Morty as my heroes of, of Dan of, Harmon. And- yeah. Because, because. Rick and Morty was like, like I said, in some of my darkest moments of 2020, which got pretty friggin' dark, uh, what we do in the shadows and Rick and Morty were, were really, really like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a personal pick. We're really, 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 really helpful for me. Really. Sure. Like, yeah. So Rick and Morty. Nice. Nice. All right. I vote Dan Filoni. I'm just going to get it out there. Like, honestly, and I loved you guys' picks. I almost, I, I was almost convinced with Johnny Lawrence and I was almost convinced with uh, Ted Lasso. Uh, Ted Lasso, but honestly. Uh, I mean, Favreau and Filoni, Favreau and Filoni. Are by head and shoulders, in my opinion, the, the biggest heroes of the decade, really. Chris? Um, I guess I'll vote Favreau and Filoni but <laughs> I mean, to me they're guess. fourth I mean it's Johnny I mean, Lawrence I mean and, and not, Johnny, I don't want to take away the person from, that I love to cheer for I don't want to take away from your Johnny Lawrence like your Johnny Lawrence argument was was fantastic and I but I mean yeah well who, who, it doesn't really matter but I, I'd vote for Ted Lasso that's when I watched so it obviously so Ted Lasso comes it in makes second. sense that I voted for him Johnny Lawrence I'll definitely watch it and probably if Maybe you guys you like Karate votes, Kid, but... you'll love Cobra Kai. I'm just telling you, it's it's so good. I'm sure. Cool. All right. Thanks right for on. listening. 
Thanks for listening. We that is our first episode of our uh, Cold Bow Awards. You listen to our two-hour-long, one-hour special. Yep. Two-hour-long, one-hour special. <laughs> yeah, just so everyone knows that we that we came into this season saying, all right, we're going to make our season short or our episode shorter. And so, if you listen at double speed, it's one hour. And it's and also, really, what you don't know is that the whole recording was four hours and. Troy with his masterful editing cut it out of two. So you're welcome. There you um, go. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. You didn't even notice. You didn't even notice. Here we are. <laughs> um yeah. So thank you all for listening. It I seriously could not be more excited to be back here. I'm so amped to be back and recording again. Like it's so super exciting. It was needed. Um if you uh if you liked it, head on over to Patreon, let us know. Uh if it was worth it to you, then uh drop a little bit of coin that way. Uh that would be awesome. Uh maybe if, some five start, gold, some, please. Some credits. Maybe you know? some galactic credits. <laughs> some galactic credits would not we'll, go amiss. We'll accept some Beskar. Um Beskar if you have it. For a premium. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually gonna start. We've actually we've we're actually gonna start putting some content up uh that are that'll be available through Patreon. Patreon exclusive. Patreon exclusive. So if you want to hear it, some unreleased episode. Unreleased episodes. If you want uncensored, to hear, uncensored, it gets dirty. You can hear about this who is, we voted for in the elections. And I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't even there. This is cold bow after hours. Ooh, uh, after hours. <laughs> anyway, is there anything else? Uh, any? Just w- real quick recap. Shout out to Madonna. <laughs> what did she Co- win? Cobra Kai. Love wait, is blind. Wait, hold on. What are the categories? <laughs> okay, Madonna for cringy PSA. Um, Cobra Kai for best binged show. <laughs> Um, Love is Blind for Worst Bin Show. Uh, Matt Cutchell for Man Crush. Anya Taylor-Joy for Woman Crush Wednesday. Um, the Golden State Killer for Villain of the Year. Huge shout out to him. And, <laughs> and John Favreau for Hero of the Year. May you rotten hell. Favreau and Filoni. For he- F- Favreau hero. and Filoni, sorry. For Hero yeah, of the great. Year. Let's not forget Dave. Dave. He's the engine. Uh, cool. Well, we will talk. We will see you guys next week, where you will hear the last bit of our Cold Bow Awards. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Adios.